Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Ayana. We are really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 35 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Beyond the Veil. Ayana's going to do this by herself, guys, because I don't want to. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and we want you to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Unless your name is Constance, in which case you can join us next week. Love our blog. Love wizard team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. We also have Wizard Team merch, so head over to our website and step up your nerd fashion and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. Also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb. She's back from Black Panther Blackout. So I hope you caught our or her recent issue newsletter i don't know the last one that just came out it was great it was nice to have her back thanks to amani and all of our awesome i guess it's just amani who has taken <laughs> over in the <laughs> um and if you ever want to try your hand at a newsletter reach out to us at we black and nerds um you can subscribe at blackgirlscreate.org also we are on chapter 35 of harry potter and the order of the phoenix which means that we are wrapping up so because we only have three more chapters three or four more chapters left it's about time to um, get ready for the live tweet of the movie, which, you know, Robin's not joining us for this episode. I'm not joining you for the live tweet. <laughs> Y'all could do that on your own. It will be on The April world 7th. is not split between good and Death Eater. No, it's split between people who hate Order of the Phoenix and the people who made it. <laughs> so um, only the people who made it don't hate it? Because I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And I'm also, like, kind of dreading this rewatch because I feel like I, I've never watched You're the movie understand. so close. You're going to understand exactly why. You're going to be like, wow. Yeah. Which is, like, crazy. what I, it's, like, that's the reason why I like to have completely separate, like, there, there is the accuracy of the books. And then there are these ahistorical it's reenactments not, that are it's not just pure entertainment. Accuracy. Not just about the accuracy. Um, we will get there though. We'll get there the point, on the April seventh. Is that on April seventh there is going to be a live tweet hosted by We Black and Nerds, um, live tweeted with Robin Jordan from six p.m. <laughs> uh, at, at six p.m. Pacific time. You can use They're the be there. Wizard Team. You can use the hashtags Wizard Team. I'm trying to get the like information out. You keep interrupting. Okay, sorry, me. sorry. April seventh, six p.m. Pacific time. Hashtag wizard team, hashtag H-P-O-O-T-P. Basically the initials of the thing. It's really easy to remember. Um, so yeah, join us that Saturday and talk to us. Join us, lead your filter flowers. It's, it's happening. It's happening. And now for wizard team news. Still donate to Hermione Granger in the quarter life crisis um, so that they can uh, have enough money to do season two. They have really big goals and plans for season two. Um, 
and are currently crowdfunding. So, and I mean, last time I checked, they were pretty close to like one of their goals. So you should help them get there. The three is that I'm not saying exactly what the goal is because, because like who knows what they'll be when this episode actually comes out. It might, they might've passed it. But you should help out and you should donate. And that way we get really awesome content and more Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis, which is an awesome show. We should also just point out that if you loved um, Black Wizard History Month, if you love Wizard Team, Eli- the creator of Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis, Eliana, is a part of Wizard Team. Mm-hmm. She was our first Black woman creator on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, she is down for us. She's helping give content for us. She's on the team and one team, one dream. So support Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis and support yourself in doing so. Basically. Help us help you. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um, so Fantastic Beast trailer dropped yesterday. Um, we haven't seen it yet because timey wimey, but I can tell you what happened. So, um, the Carmen Jogo t- tweeted about the t- teaser trailer dropping today. Um, so basically the teaser is all Johnny Depp all the time. And then at the very last minute, Serafina walks on screen and she says, I'm black and I'm a woman diversity. And then she drops the mic and then that's and it. Then, and then there's some fog plays over Fantastic Beasts instead of them coming up with their own theme song. Right. And it's like some white dudes saying some shit to some other white dudes. Maybe they'll have, you know what it is, actually? There's going to be a lot of shots. Maybe there won't be a bunch of shots of Johnny Depp. What'll happen, right, is that there's going to be like weird images of Paris and London and New York and all these places that they are, right? And then you're going to hear, uh, 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 what's his name's voice? It's a voiceover. Saying weird, no, uh, Jude Law saying Dumbledore Mm. shit, and you're like, wow, this sounds really profound, and we still don't know what's happening in this movie. And then all of a sudden, you see Grindelwald's face, and then you might see one beast. I think Connie was talking about how there might be one beast that we see. Um, my my vote is probably the Niffler. Um, oh, I miss the Niffler. The Niffler's great, actually. No, probably not. Now I think about it, because it'll be the swooping evil. Yeah, It'll be something one, ominous. One of the like weird ones that we haven't seen yet. It might be a new beast. Mm-hmm. That might be it might be a snake. And then it'll like show Since up and then all it'll be a snake and then it'll turn into the S of fantastic. And then it'll fade into the into the into the title thing, title sequence. And then And then it'll come back and it'll be Harmony Jogo, Jimma Chan, and Zoe Kravitz holding hands like we're here too. Slapped on at the end. Yeah. My favorite part of the trailer actually is when Seraphine Pickery um, came in and uh, saved everyone. Yeah. That Me too. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. She was like, you know what? She Actually, comes in. I'm going to stop you right there, Dumbledore. I'm going to just, I, I'm going to take over. I'm not going to have you yeah. minus L minus my whole moment. I know <laughs> I'm just let you know what's happening right now. I'm not going to have you minus L minus my moment. <laughs> um, when I say that in real life and I get crazy looks, um, it's on you. We can go back to this conversation since we are recording it. <laughs> I can be like, someone looked at me funny and it's your fault. Because um, I told them not to minus or minus my conversation. I, mean, I also feel like my favorite part of the teaser trailer was um, when um, Lita Lestrange, is her name Lita Lestrange? I think. I think. When Zoe Kravitz's character 
opens her mouth to start talking, and then Jude Law and um, or Young Dumbledore, Young Old, Young Old Door, and uh, Newt like start mansplaining to her, and um, and then Grindelwald comes up and he goes, "Well, actually, that's my favorite part. Just so real. All great content." Yeah. She's like, I think I know the, and then Dumbledore is like, I'll stop. Let me stop you there. And then Newt's like, actually, I know the, or Newt says, oh yeah, I agree with Dumbledore and also, and then Grindelwald's like, well, actually, and then everyone continues to ignore her like she doesn't exist. Like she's just set dressing. Mm-hmm. So we'll watch again. Yeah. So um, let you let us know your favorite part of the teaser trailer. Um, probably the actual one and not the one that we just made up. Or you can let us know what you think about the one that we just made up because it sounds equal parts lit and equal parts frustrating. I don't know why we didn't have better predictions. Amani says that Grindelwald is definitely going to kill her and inspire Newt to be the hero, and then he convinces uh, Dumbledore easy to face him. So that's his Uh-oh. prediction. Uh, Portia is just being shady, but yeah, that's what happens. Um. All right, we should we should. Uh... Um, I also want to shout out Delia because she gets me. We should start Half Blood Prince because we all decided that the pain wasn't worth rehashing. Unfortunately, that's what we should do. It's not how this podcast works. Says who? It's our podcast. Let's live on the edge. My podcast. Mwahahaha. Um, <laughs> previously on Wizard Team, Harry took all of his friends to the Ministry of Magic, and they got in really easily because there's no security. Um, they got their badges. Ministry has logged them in as, as go, coming on a rescue mission, and now they're good to go, essentially. Also, um, Harry's friends need better deduction skills. They need to not follow a sackless, rudderless leader. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter learns a valuable lesson about, or I guess he's about to learn a valuable oh, yeah. lesson about he hasn't sticking, learned your, anything yet. sticking um, your nose in other people's magic lessons, and not doing your homework. We also find out on a happier note that the Department of Mysteries is amazing and lit and we should just stay there forever in a situation that's not this one. Um, we learn that they are studying things such as thoughts, time, death, love. You know, they they, they are doing so much in this place and we should just turn it into Harry Potter and the Unspeakables. Or the Unspeakables and the Order of the Phoenix, and then leave Harry Potter out of it in his shenanigans. Let him go. Yo! Give him a break. You know? You know? Let him let him learn. Yo! The wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter, if you're listening, your next attraction needs to, de- needs to be the Department of Mysteries. Let's do mystery. that. I would spend an entire day there. Maybe two. I'd rather, let's do that. So they, they go through all the rooms and stuff, and then um, Ron finds a prophecy that has Harry's name on it. And so because it has Harry's name on it, he's like, I'm going to put my hand, I'm going to pick it up. 
You know what's really funny? It's not funny. It's not. So there are a lot of moments in this book where Harry feels slightly reckless and then does something that's like really out of like fucked up and like messes up things for everyone, including himself. And I just feel like it's happened so many times. So many times. I mean, it's about to happen again too. Um, but like at the end of this chapter, he's feeling slightly reckless. He closed his fingers around the dusty ball surface. I bet you um, in Snape's worst memory, he says something about feeling reckless. He, uh, he feels reckless. He says literally all of the time. A reckless daring seized him, and then he plunged his face into the surface of. Like he's thoughts. just like, reckless, dude. This is like, what are you doing? You're not feeling reckless. That's who you are. That's just what you are. Because clearly, at this point, you just live that life all the time. You're. Not, it's not seizing you. You just live in it. That's just like your natural state of being. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't live in that life, but maybe for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just a thing that he does. I mean, Beyond the veil. I mean. Beyond the veil. <laughs> um, so black shapes are emerging out of thin air all around them, blocking their way left and right, eyes glinting through slits and hoods, um, a dozen lit wand tips pointing directly at their hearts. To me, Potter growled, or sorry, repeated the drawling voice of Lucius Malfoy. Um, they were trapped out number two to one. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. I, I, it's, again, it's one, it's the... Why does Harry think that he of all people could be the person, like the the man for the job, the only man for the job? I mean, listen, he is the chosen one. He doesn't know that yet. I mean, he knows it innately in his soul. No. No. And, And he's chosen for a very specific thing. He's not chosen for this. No one asked him. It's a very specific. Hey, you know, so you know how that's like, this is like the, so there's the theory that five is like the perfect, it's the middle point. Mm-hmm. Is it five or is it four? Four is the perfect middle point of the series. And then five mirrors three, six mirrors two, and then seven mirrors one or something like that. Have you heard this I've heard theory it before. before? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I've heard it. Um, so, but I guess that was actually maybe five should mirror one. Either way, we're back to we've gone full circle back to um, nobody asked them. Nobody yes. asked you. Oh yeah, absolutely. But not even full circle though. <laughs> like it's happened to every book. Like it's a consistent theme within the thing. Is they just like no? I don't know. I feel like season uh, book four, season four, okay, book four. He didn't have four, a choice um, except for the time when he saw uh, Barty Crouch's name on the marauders in the marauders map and didn't take his ass to bed instead he was like let's wander around with an egg that screams when you open it under my invisibility cloak see what happens true story like i could come up with an example from each book even if it's not like the the well that's an example of him being reckless but i mean like and him thinking what was he going to do if he found barty crouch in the thing what was he going to (laughs) do In the middle of the night after hours. 
because what he should have done is maybe went to Dumbledore and been like, hey, Dumbledore, I saw this thing. Or just go to bed. Think, work on it in the morning. See if he's still there in the morning. But by then, all manner of mishaps. Okay, let's just move on. Yeah, I'm just. But, you know, um, I like that we're back here. I mean, I don't know if I like that we're back here, but we're back here. Oh, and Deb's in the chat. <laughs> um, hey, bay friend. Okay. Um, where is Sirius? Harry said. Several Death Eaters laughed. A harsh female voice from the midst of the shadowy figures said, the Dark Lord always knows. Um, so it was like this thing that, in the same way, actually, that like, Harry and and others think of Dumbledore as like this like all knowing presence. They think of Voldemort in that way as well. Like Voldemort will say something and they're like, haha, just as he predicted. Like he's some like omnipotent being and not just like a 73 year old man who's really Is he even 73 at this point? He's like maybe a few 69. <laughs> maybe 71. It's it's 70. It's, we got two more years. Yeah. Smooth 69 years old. I said no, 70 or 71. Yeah, 71. Um, also, I just need to make it known that Portia is on one in the chat, and she says that when they ask Harry what he most identifies as, reckless flies out of his mouth in parcel tongue, mm -hmm. which is not probably untrue. No. Not untrue. Um, I want to know where Sirius is. I want to know where Sirius is, mimicked the woman, um, because it's the only proper response at this point. Like, fuck Bellatrix, but also, like, Harry. You have to, like, at this point, clearly, you've been duped. Like, you gotta sit quicker on your feet. Um, right. So the, so the Death Eaters are closing in. You've got him, said Harry, um, ignoring the panic in his chest, the dread he had been fighting since they first entered the 97th row. He's here. I know he is. The little baby woke up frightened and thought what he dreamed was true, said the woman. Um, and uh, and then Ron stares next to Harry, and Harry says, don't do anything, not yet. You hear him, Bellatrix uh, laughs. You hear him giving instructions to the other children as though he thinks of fighting us? Oh, you don't know Potter as I do, Bellatrix, said Malfoy. He has a great weakness for heroics. The Dark Lord understands this about him. He's like, it just is saying like literally everything that has been But he's about. so stubborn that literal Death Eaters are telling him, Sirius is not here. You've fallen for our trap. Waha, mm -hmm. ha ha. And he's like, no, you're wrong. I saw I mean, it. Where is he? <laughs> like, fam, I like, don't know. He's probably taking a nap. I think he's, he's at home. He's probably at home because that's where everyone else is. Except yeah. for us because we're on a mission. That you fell um, for. Waha, ha ha. Mm -hmm. um, I know Sirius is here. I know you've got him. Definitely just laugh some more because, again, Harry, like, it's not happening. Um, it's time you learn the difference between life and dreams, Potter, said Malfoy. Now give me the prophecy or we start using wands. Go on then, said Harry. The knot in Harry's stomach tightened. If Sirius really was not there, he had led his friends to their deaths for no reason at all. Um, so I guess this is 
we were kind of you were talking about it before like the the mirrors of like the books and stuff and how this is a moment again another moment where harry thinks like i'm the only one who can stop this so i have to go and do it and this is the first but like the one of the things that the the series does after book four is it starts to like it starts to take apart the things that have already been like the plot points and like they're kind of like tropes within the series at this point and like starts to take them apart so like in this one it's harry like this thing like it kind of has to do with him because it was like a trap specifically for him you know but like he gets into his head that he's the only one who could stop this thing so he and his friends have to go even though they're children and don't know very much magic and all these things he's the only one in the entire world who can stop it and every other time um, in this book, when it's been like a really big plot point, that's actually, it's been true, right? Like it's come to fruition. It, he saved the world or saved the day or whatever. And it's cool. This is a moment where that doesn't happen and it actually makes things worse. And he realizes in this moment, like shit, I've brought all of my friends um, to their deaths basically because I got arrogant and I didn't listen to Hermione, which is r really the first thing that happened. And it's just which like, is like really him thinking like I it's only up to me for and then the one and this one time then it's like no actually you should have saved your ass at home because you just made everything. you should have asked for help and I think I've been binging elementary I'm like on season four it's been like a month leave me alone I don't have a life but even yeah, someone like <laughs> even someone like Sherlock Holmes who we think of as this like all knowing like he can deduce all of these things. He has a network of people who are experts in different fields, and then he calls on that expertise to help him. And like, it reminds me kind of like Hermione calls on books in the library, like to help her figure out. Like, I have kind of an idea, <laughs> and now let me go and like verify or whatever, and like make sure um, before I do things. And like, sometimes that is incredibly dangerous like let me make apologies potion in the bathroom as a second year um and then sometimes it works out very well like the um charms that she put on the galleons like you know what i mean like they can go both ways and but she's very consistent and like let's make a plan like even in this whole debacle like Let's not go rushing off. Let's make a plan. Let's verify. Like, try to call Grimwald Place mm -hmm. um, before we do this rescue mission. The other thing I think is the whole point of the rescue mission was that they were going to get to, if Harry was correct, they were going to get to the Ministry of Magic and find Sirius being held and tortured by Voldemort. Mm -hmm. You didn't think you were bringing your friends into danger? When you were like, let's go up against Voldemort? Well, I think he's thinking of like, he said for no reason at all, right? Like, right. For, for like, if it was to save Sirius, then it's a reason to, to sacrifice your life. And, you know, they're Gryffindors. So um, mm. it's. It was worth it. Yeah, it'd be worth it if it was for something. Whereas, like, at this point, like, they've just been tricked and they're just in the middle, they're under London about to be attacked by Death Eaters. And there's no reason, like, Sirius isn't there. So they're just like, wasted all this time to then be in danger. Um, and then I want to also point out too, like, 
Harry did listen to Hermione slightly. Um, I don't think that he was as thorough in, in making sure um, he wasn't as thorough as he could have been, right? Like, sure, he goes and checks to see if Sirius is there, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. like, really what he should have done is hopped through the yeah. network and searched the entire house, the house. Bottom and not just, like, waited on, like, maybe he'll be in the kitchen, like, on the off chance that he's in the kitchen. Um, yeah. And then, and what he really should have done, and then after open his present, that that too. But um, yeah. after Snape was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Instead of thinking, oh no, all hope is lost. It really is all up to me. He should have, after they got rid of Umbridge, should have been like, let's go check on Snape real quick. Just let me double check. Right, right. Like I just think that, like, because Harry was already convinced that this thing was happening, he didn't really do his due due, due diligence um in in checking that in like fact checking it right because the whole like flu network thing he was like i just need to do this to get hermione off my back not Mm -hmm. let me actually take full advantage of what's been offered here right um yeah i i think all of that is true we have some interesting things in the chat that i don't know if you want to touch on or no um gonna ignore Amani. Okay. Um, well, let me not let me do everyone except for Amani, which is that Harry this is like a this is a very big example of Harry Potter privilege. Amani calls it his impossible white man status, but I think this is a good example of like what you were saying is so far he rushes in to save people and it it has worked out and it starts off like kind of, I guess, low stakes, which is if you don't get the Sorcerer's Stone, like Voldemort is still kind of a half man, whatever. Um, so the stakes aren't that high, or if you don't get the Sorcerer's Stone, nothing really changes. Right. But um, it's also, again, it's the thing of like, um, when when Harry and the or yeah when Harry and them went off to do the midnight duel with uh against Malfoy um and then the next day like you know they didn't get called or whatever and the next day mm-hmm. Harry got his new broomstick and Hermione was like you'll think like now you're thinking you're being rewarded rewarded for breaking the rules right and right. it's a similar thing here where like all the times it's worked out. So he's never thought that he shouldn't do it because it's always worked out. He's never had a moment. Right. It's like, maybe I should chill. And so when her right. comes to him, like, maybe you should chill. He's like, what do you even mean? Like, what are you saying? And he gets upset and defensive um, because mm-hmm. it's always worked. And like, they weren't mad when he saved them and all that kind of stuff. So, right. Yeah. Um, and then Delia says that he wasn't as thorough as he could have been. It's the books, all seven books in summary, which is a truth. <laughs> um, and Amani's most recent thing is Harry's love language is unthinking self-sacrifice. He doesn't know any other way. And I feel like that's not true. Like, I feel like for the first 11 years or 10 years of his life, he was not putting himself in these predicaments. Like he was keeping his head down, like trying to be like as unnoticeable as possible with the Dursleys. And there's something about being in the magical world and 
like you said, like not really having consequences for the actions that he's had up to here. And in his own quiet way, taking all these accolades and internalizing them, like he's not like Ron after, you know, he catches, after he saves Quidditch, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's right. a waffle and he's just like he's, wilded out for no reason. Right. Um, so he's not, it's a, it's a different, it, it, it shows its manifest in a different way, but he is internalizing all that praise, all of that, like, Re- being rewarded for essentially doing something terribly um, or doing something he wasn't asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I on mean, top and of he, that, if, looking I up know, to Sirius and... Sorry, real quick. Also, he didn't put his name in the Goblet of Fire, but he was essentially rewarded for that too. Like, if he had if he had put his name in the Goblet, right? He should, like, he got away with that. So, like, yeah. Sorry, that was just adding on to what you were saying. But yeah, so there's all of these examples, all of these times in the book where he's getting rewarded for bad behavior or at like at the worst, not being having no consequences for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the duel, you know, Malfoy doesn't show up or whatever, and they get away with it. Or, you know, they take the polyjuice potion and it doesn't like Malfoy doesn't admit to being the heir Slytherin, but, you know, they don't get caught or, you know, things like that. So it just seems like all of that is internalized until right now when that, and, and you have to have those moments, right? Like, so it's the whole thing with like, you got to crawl before you learn to walk and you got to fall down sometimes. Like you have to have these like moments of failure that help, that are teachable moments, like teachable moments of failure. And because he hasn't really had those and the few times that he has, he's quickly forgotten them. Like Remus basically like Remus should have shut all this shit down third year. If he would have really listened and internalized the fact that like he says, all of these people are sacrificing for you. And then you just go off and do what you want with like no regards to your how how your well-being affects other people and um what other people are sacrificing to maintain your well-being like you just don't even think about that Mm -hmm. and um that should have really stuck with him like if he would have internalized that lesson we wouldn't be here right now but i think even that if he had um if if Remus was more like in these books and if Snape hadn't let his petty do an awful, awful thing, um, I think Harry would have more of those teachable moments, like if Remus was around. They would be reinforced. Just, like, sure. just like, no, nah, whatever, let him let him do it. We'll see how far he Right. Goes. Well, and that's what you know, that came into my head too. It's like he stuck his face in Dumbledore's memories, and Dumbledore was like Probably not the smartest idea, dude. But then explain the memory. He was like, and told him everything. Why not? Right, and it's like what you should have done was like not a good idea to stick your face in unknown magic or to violate someone's privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, like at that point, I can I can concede that like he didn't know that that was those were his thoughts, but it was his private. It was magic he didn't understand. He was Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, "What is this here?" And it was clearly right? in a, it was in a, a 
a cupboard that wasn't meant for other people to look. There's just a lot of things. He was in someone's should... office basically going through someone's drawers. Yes. We should move on. Um, we should. But I do want to <laughs> say just really quickly that Amani and, and Deb kind of responded to your um, thoughts about uh, Harry's love language. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so Amani was saying Harry also wasn't loved for those first 10 years, which is um, potentially why like it didn't manifest that early on um and deb said he didn't have any something to love or protect this is all feelings that like i didn't really ask for but i think it's also a good point um and then deb says also especially when he hears that his parents didn't die in a car crash but actually died trying to protect him that knowledge had an impact um because there's a difference between like car crash and it's like mm. you know there's not much you can do about that versus like you know they literally were yeah, Deb says, not in a my parents died for me, so I should die for others kind of way, but in a, oh, hey, there's something worth protecting, what would James and Lily do sort of way. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, there's credence to that. Amani says that this chapter is all feels, so we just might as well rip off the Band-Aid on all the feels, and I think he's really taking that to heart. No, to which we say, works. chill, sir, chill. I can only, you know this about me, I don't watch a lot of television. Because I only have so many feels I can handle. I'm already planning my nap when we're done here. So calm down if you ever want me to wake up from this nap. My sad nap is just going to turn into sad bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> sad coma. Um, okay. Sad coma. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Malfoy keeps asking Harry, or not asking, telling him, like, give me the prophecy. That's all that's all we came for. Just give me that, that, and let's do it, and then we'll be out of your we'll be out of your hair. Came for do one you know when I first read this, I was like a crazy person screaming at Harry, get him the damn prophecy! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why? You didn't know it existed. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. That's how I first read these books. That, I mean, that's mad. real. That is real. And, like, it's funny because, like, as I'm thinking about it, like, at this, like, as I was reading it this, like, earlier, he really doesn't know. Like, he didn't come for the prophecy. He doesn't know what it is. All he knows is that the Death Eaters want it, which, I mean, I think is a good enough reason to not give it to him. Um, but, like, also, stop asking about Sirius, who clearly is not, not there. Because that's the thing, is, Harry keeps going, we're serious. And Malfoy's like, give me the prophecy. We're serious. Give me the goddamn prophecy. I know you have serious, dude, if you don't hand me the little silver ball in your hand, you have some problems. <laughs> but serious, though. Like, <laughs> Harry is not having the same conversation with dude. Like, they're not, they're, on, they're having two different conversations right now. Bellatrix, they keep calling her the female Death Eater because she hasn't been named yet, but we know it's Bellatrix and Strange. This is a spoiler-heavy podcast. He, he, um, just called, he just called her Bellatrix. He said... Oh, dead. You don't know. Well, Potter, like, the, the narrator, the narrator has not named her yet. Yeah, the narrator um, has not named her yet. And she she gets impatient and is like Accio prophecy. Um, <laughs> but Harry shouts Protego, and so he is able to cling on to it. Um, and I honestly think at this point it's just like a reflex. Like I said, like the Death Eaters want this thing. Maybe I shouldn't give him this thing. Also, I, and I don't know that he's gotten this far in his head, but like. He knows that the weapon that the Order has been uh, guarding is in the Department of Mysteries and that Voldemort wants the thing. So, like, there's that. 
Um, still trying to figure out what happened to that order member who was supposed to be on guard duty today. He, no call, no show. I wonder who that was. Mundungus, um, come on. True, Duh. you're right. You're correct. He was like, come on, Dumbledore. Give me guard duty. I can do it. I can do it. And Dumbledore was like, nah, son, you couldn't even like keep Harry from Dementors. No, I promise things are different this time. Things are different this time. Okay. That's what happened. Yep. Goddamn cauldron bottoms. <laughs> so, um, oh, he knows how to play. Little bitty baby Potter. Very well, then. I told you no Malfoy wrote at the woman if you smash it. So, basically, the Death Eaters can't attack Harry because if they do and the prophecy um, breaks, then, like, they wasted all this time and they're all going to get punished by Voldemort. So, it's like they kind of have to be careful. And that Harry's kind of realizing it. He's like, he doesn't care what, about the prophecy, but clearly they want they it. Do. And it's also keeping him alive, right? Because, like, or... Yeah, it's keeping him alive because they can't really attack him in a way that would risk that he damage would the prophecy. damage it. Um, uh, so I agree with that. I also I very much agree with like they want it so they shouldn't have it type of thing, which I mean I think is just sound logic. Um, Dilia says Mundungus saw the Death Eaters come in, heading down the hall, and was like, "Well, time for dinner." <laughs> and Portia said. Um, she doesn't understand why we don't see Accio more. That would be her go-to spell. And I, like, a, kind of a, a, agree. Like, well, one, you guys, I'm so lazy. So Accio, especially, like, right I now. about the most, to be honest. Like, right. Of all the Harry Potter spells, that's what I think about the most often. You don't have to get up. But also, yeah. like, right now, I've lost my glasses. I can't find them. Accio glasses. Like, how great would that be? I think about those in the cleaning spells because that's where I'm at right now. I'm a sloth yeah. who can't clean her apartment. Flick a, flick a wand and then all of a sudden you've got to right. um, wear gloves to protect your acrylic nails. It'd be great. <laughs> so specific. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think I think about that too because there's something, there's some magic, right, that like makes it so they couldn't get the prophecy. Like, they couldn't pluck it down, apparently. Right. Like, only the people who it's about can do it, and maybe Dumbledore and Trelawney can hold, like, only the people involved directly, maybe? Well, they say, later on, they say only people whose names are on it, but, like, I don't know that anyone's tried. And, like, right. they're not going to try to, who knows, like, they, I'm sure Dumbledore, they don't really know about Trelawney. And, or right. they might, but like not really. And they know, and who's gonna trick Dumbledore to go to the Department of Mysteries to grab a prophecy? Nobody. Nobody. Not unless Dumbledore. Well, only if they say like vigilant. it's a prophecy about some cockroach clusters in your near future, and he'd be like, "Word, <laughs> we in here." <laughs> Why is that so plausible to me? Like everything about that, it's like, yeah, that, yeah, he would do that. He'd be like. All right. Candy Dumbledore is the best Dumbledore. He has his priorities in order. <laughs> he knows what he wants. He knows how to get it. Mm -hmm. He does not suffer fools lightly who get in the way of his candy. <laughs> and this holiday spirit. Um, <laughs> so, Bellatrix says, uh, well, she takes off her 
uh, hood. So now we know for sure that it's her. Um, take and test, take the smallest one, let him watch while we torture the little girl. I'll do it. Um, and so all of them close that in around Jenny um, to protect her. You'll, and Harry says, you'll have to smash this if you want to attack any of us. I don't think your boss will be too pleased if you come back without it, will he? And so then Harry asks what kind of prophecy it is. And he's really doing it as a way to stall um, and to figure out kind of what's going on. Um, or not really what's going on, but like how, he's trying to distract them and also just like get stall, basically. Like figure out, get some time to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Sorry, back to Candy Dumbledore. Um, Amani says that Candy does diminish Dumbledore's trash assness. He'll grant us that. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, and then Portia says that Candy Dumbledore and she are either besties or rivals, and only one can be the Honeyduke's mayor. Um, I don't think it's going to be you, Portia. I think that's what he... the prophecy's about. I Paul... think that's what it Portia. is. Portia, is 130 years old. He's got so much seniority on you. I don't know. I don't know, Robin. You better check row 116. <laughs> the That's maybe the one. No. That's the one Dumbledore's searching for. There will only be one. It's about the Honeyduke's mayor. And I, I, I think he's got it. He's got years. <laughs> literally centuries on Portia. Sorry to, like, be, I don't mean to be rude or whatever. I just call it like I see it. You're not going to catch up. <laughs> Damn, Portia's on. Everyone's feelings benched. That's uh, all I'm saying. Even us. The whole on. chat. Everyone's there. The whole is chat. On, team. Is on Y'all are listening to it on Wednesday. Y'all are benched. Everyone's benched. <laughs> um, You're the one that forced us to read this chapter. We're nowhere near. We got to hurry up. We're nowhere even near the feelings. I know. I know. Great. So you jest, Potter, says Bellatrix, because she's in an old timey movie or some shit. Um, Girl has been in prison forever. She's not right. up on the latest slang. You're correct. That's your very true. But I mean, 1980, they said you jest. Maybe in like. Maybe. And the wizards are old, old school. You're, you're, you're true. You're true. Okay, um, how come Voldemort wants it, said Harry, um, and then Beltrix gets all on her chest, you dare speak his name, um, shut your mouth, you dare speak his name with your unworthy lips, you dare besmirch it with your half-blood's tongue, you dare, did you know he's half-blood too, said Harry, recklessly, and Hermione gives a little moan in his ear, because she's like, why the fuck did I not stay in the Gryffindor Tower and party with Dean Thomas? Why am you. I not hanging out with Dean Thomas right now? Why am I here? I've made a terrible, terrible The groan mistake. that Hermione did was like the black mama groan of when she's like, she don't make me tell you teeth. again. This is what really happened. She was just like, <laughs> uh, like, dude, if you don't shut, shut up, shut up. Stop talking. Stop it. Don't like what? Do wait. He doesn't even have the school motto. Do not tickle a sleeping dragon. Don't do it. And these listeners aren't even sleep. They're wide awake. Like maybe wide that's open. Like, maybe that was the, the that was he missed that part. He didn't understand the the um the metaphor. He didn't get the symbolism. He thought literally 
don't tickle a sleeping dragon. Mm -hmm. Which is like that and. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. Oh but Hermione it was literally like, this motherfucker right here. Like, sir, really? We got grown-ass Death Eaters pointing wands at children. And you out here taunting Bellatrix Lestrange. Like, he, f so I skipped this part, but Neville's arm was pressed, was shaking. Like, Harry could he could feel fear, quivering fear. He could feel it on and, the back of his neck. like, you know he's a half-blood too. Voldemort, yeah, his mother was a witch and his dad was a muggle. Or has he been, or has he been telling you a lot? He's pure blood. Like, sir. Have some couth, please. Just like, oh my gosh. It's a lot happening. But also, um Oh my god, I as, the, I need Portia to write the fanfic. I need Portia and Delia to team up. So Delia says Dean been looking cute, but she out here with these fools, mistakes were made. And Portia counters with, why didn't she listen to Pavardi and Dean? They haven't been steered so drastically wrong during any of their five years at Hogwarts. And I just need, I need like the moment when Hermione walks into the common room sucking her teeth and they're like, what's up? And she's like, fucking Harry got it in his head. The serious is at the ministry. And I'm like, that'll make no sense. But he won't stop listening. And they're like, girl, cut him loose. No, they're going to be like, notorious mass murderer, serious black. black? Why are you still hanging out with him? Right. He want to go after him? For what? Girl, have a seat. Pull up a seat. We got we got coffee. snacks coming from the kitchens. Yeah, we ordered a midnight thing. We got some some chips. You know the house elves like they be putting that. They're gonna give us some extra chips. Got a whole plate of them. Have a seat. Mm -hmm. Take a load off, please. <laughs> Let them go. Um, but I also think we should you know point out again um, the fact that Voldemort is a half blood. And he's just one hypocritical right. ass motherfucker. Harry um, is not wrong. He is just he just needs to keep his mouth shut. It's not the time. Yeah, he's just not um politically astute. It's just not what I would it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And Bellatrix, again, still in her chest. She tries to stun Harry and uh Malfoy deflects it. Um several of the glass orbs shattered. Um and Harry gives Harry an idea. Malfoy is still shouting at Bellatrix about needing the prophecy and like, just chill out until we get the prophecy. Then you can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Just like wait till we get the prophecy, though, fam. And then Harry's like, "You haven't told me what's so special about this prophecy. I'm supposed to be handing over. Um, don't play games with us, Potter. I'm not playing games." Um, and Malfoy's like, "Dumbledore never told you the reason you bear that scar was hidden in the bowels of the Department of Mysteries, like." I mean, I guess they just don't know Dumbledore very well because I'm like, of course not. Why would Dumbledore say anything that Dumbledore can help Harry Potter? Do that, or also like, why tell him that it's in the department? Like, maybe even if even right. if Dumbledore even if Harry didn't reckless. know about a prophecy, <laughs> right? Like, even if even if Harry did know about a prophecy about him, like, I doubt Dumbledore would be like, yeah, and it's in the Department of Mysteries, row ninety seven. Can't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Make a left on the 12th, you know, after the door spin, go left. Like, no, that's not happening. Um, Though, I hate to say it, really hate to say it, but Malfoy's got a point. Dumbledore should have told him. No, he absolutely point. should have. By this time. He definitely should have. He was supposed to tell him during, um, uh, oh, not Veritaserum. Sorry, the Pensieve. No. Yeah. It was Veritaserum. Sorry. Veritaserum. 
That's the name of that chapter, right? Right after he found Moody in, a, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, truck yeah. and all that shit, that's when Dumbledore that sent him down and let him know. So at this point, Unfortunately, it's he should have known a year ago. Right. That's so, not what happened. No. And Harry is reckless. Be out here. Just talking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, honestly, like, yes, Dumbledore should have should have told him. But again, Harry Would being reckless is not. Yeah, I was going to say, Harry being <laughs> reckless is not Dumbledore's fault. You know how many times Dumbledore told Harry to do his Aquamancy? Sirius told him. Everyone he cares about and who he respects told him. Dumbledore stunned Kingsley. Stunned Kingsley to tell him Occlumency is the most important thing you can do now. Did Harry do his Because otherwise, no. he, all, he, all he needed to do was like just dip. He could have done that without stunning everybody, everybody mm-hmm. except McGonagall and Harry. Mm-hmm. Which is also like, can we also take a moment? Like Dumbledore, like Harry's go-to spell is Expelliarmus. We all know that. Dumbledore's go-to spell must be Stupefy. Well, I don't think he used Stupefy. He used, he used, he used a different door. spell. That one with the with Fudge in them was a different spell. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, whatever that was, it Dumbledore was. be stunning the fuck out of folks in the most creative of ways. It's true. Through doors, <laughs> multiples, like Just you like and that. your mans. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe okay. We know how I feel about Holiday Dumbledore and Candy Dumbledore, but Stunning Dumbledore might have might now be my favorite. Stunning Dumbledore is a pretty. Um, He's a badass. It's important. It's a, He's an important Dumbledore in the Dumbledore canon. Um, it's one we should talk about. Got the rain is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's very true. Can we also just like always call it Dumbledore canon? <laughs> I, did, I did catch that and I, and I laughed because I was like, <laughs> is that what it is? I didn't mean to say it, but then as I said it, I was like, that's actually kind of lit and we should just talk about that all the time. Uh, meanwhile, in the chat, they're like throwing so much shade at Dumbledore. So, balance. He's the best. Calm um, down. <laughs> um, the best he's a problem, but he's the best. By being the best, it makes him. You can't be one without the other. It's it's problematic phase. Yeah, deal with Indeed. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Harry, of course, gets distracted because he now all of a sudden realizes that it's about him, as if. Every as if like anything Voldemort does isn't about him. I don't. This is about the time actually, and like I think the movies kind of um, made it stronger for me. But this is about the time when I started getting annoyed at Harry for being surprised that Voldemort was doing shit and it had to do with him. Like I was like well, literally every time, five now. Literally every time Harry Mom, he dra- he he transported you to his father's graveyard to revive, like to be there for his revival party, like. Like at this point, it's always about you, and you just have to accept that. And mo- you don't like, need a prophecy to tell you that. He start needs a from there to tell him. Just start there, and then move forward with your ideas. But start with the premise that it's it's about you. Let's save some time here. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um. So, uh, can this be, said Malfoy, again, they're just, just tell him or don't tell him at this point. Um, 
and as they're so as the Death Eaters are laughing at Harry being ignorant of everything, um, whether Dumbledore tells him the truth or not, uh, Harry hisses to Hermione, um, saying the smash selves when I say go. Um, <clears throat> and then Malfoy um, is saying that this explains why you didn't come earlier. The Dark Lord wondered why. Um, he thought natural curiosity would make you want to hear the exact wording. Did he, said Harry. So he wanted me to come and get it, did he? Why? Why, Malfoy said, um, because the only people who are permitted to retrieve a prophecy from the Department of Mysteries are those about whom it is made, as the Dark Lord discovered when he, when he attempted to use others to steal it for him. Um, and why did he want to steal a prophecy about me? About both of you, Potter. About both of you. Haven't you ever wondered why, why the Dark Lord tried to kill you as a baby? Um, or even the sign that read Dark Lord and Harry Potter. Like All even that, that, it was you. You're holding it. It tells you <laughs> that that it's about both of you. It's not just. It said the Dark Lord. They didn't just say Harry Potter. Right. Clearly, it's about like why are you? I know you're distracting. You trying to get out and stuff, but like, sir, you just had this whole. It's got my name on it. Why does it have my name on it? You just did that whole thing. You just saw Harry Potter. You didn't see Dark Lord. No. Okay. Of course, because he's self-centered. Um, Deb says this is villain-splaining, but I also think, like, so there's two things happening. This is villain-splaining, but they're mocking him as well because they want, like, Malfoy knows that if you get Harry worked up enough, he gonna do something dumb. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the whole reason why they tricked him into coming here is because, like, they know he's got this whole savior complex. Mm-hmm. So he's bait. He's baiting him and baiting him with the hope that he'll do something and give up the prophecy. Exactly. Um, right. Which is like why Malfoy is in charge of this operation because he has had the most interaction with Harry. Like half these people were in Azkaban up until like two months ago. Um, right. And so he like you know his kid. He hears about him from his son. He's met him before. He knows how like just reckless. Yes, that's the word of the day. It's like we're in Sesame Street. That's the word of Harry's life. It's true. That is true. How would you describe Harry Potter? Reckless. Reckless. <laughs> that just reminded me of uh, Mean Girls. Or something. <laughs> like, describe Regina George. <laughs> Literally, if they did it for Harry, it would all just be reckless. reckless End away, dumb, middling at best. <laughs> Overrated. He's Annoying. He's a dark arts, though. Yeah. Pretty good teacher. Should have gone into that. Mm-hmm. Field. Um, okay. Um so Harry, you know, he's he's thinking, he's like, was this prophecy the reason Harry's parents had died? The reason he carried his lightning bolt scar? Was this was the answer to all of this clutched in his hand? Someone made a prophecy about Voldemort and me, uh, he said, and he made me come and get it for him. Why couldn't he just get it himself? Harry does not listen to a single word that Hermione says ever. Ever. No. Which is why he thought Voldemort was just wandering the halls of the Ministry of Magic in broad Why are you now asking why didn't Voldemort just come get it himself? Because he is one of the most wanted wizards in the entire world. Not like... Forget the world in Britain, and you want you think he's just gonna be strolling into? I know, I know. You, it's real easy to get through the visitors' pass, but I think <laughs> Voldemort strolled in. 
I know you could just operate up in there, but if Voldemort did it, I think people would notice. Listen, like, I just why are you asking these questions that you know the answer to? Voldemort didn't know about the visitor's entrance. He didn't know he could just roll in and say evil plot. Voldemort, evil plot. Tom Riddle. <laughs> Tom Riddle. <laughs> right. I just what? Get it himself, Shriek Bellatrix. The Dark Lord walking to the Ministry of Magic. When they are so sweetly ignoring his return, the Dark Lord revealed himself to the Aurors when at the moment they are wasting their time on my dear cousin? Like, Harry, oof. Harry is not a Ravenclaw. This is when Bellatrix is like, y'all broke me out of Azkaban for this guy? You this? haven't been able to kill him yet? Him? Why am I here? This is this him, is Child's play. This dumbass. <laughs> we did all this for him. You could have tricked him into oh walking into God. the Whomping Willow and just been done with it. Like, it's so easy. So easy. So he's tried, so he's got you doing his dirty work for him, has he, said Harry. Like, he tried to get Sturgis to steal it. And Bode, very good, Potter, very good, said Balfoy slowly. Basically, like, he's talking to a five-year-old. Like, wow, you put those things together? That's awesome. Look at you with your dexterity or something that wasn't the right word for that but still like he's just it's context but the dark lord then he says then he says but the dark lord knows you are not unintelligent and i'm like are you sure are you sure Voldemort? like does harry know he's not unintelligent because he is doing a bang up job of pretending right now i don't yeah i don't know that he knows um but he's okay at thinking on his feet so he shouts now five different voices behind him yell reducto um, and five curses flew in five different directions, and the shelves opposite them exploded as they hit it. Um, run, Harry yelled, and so they do that. They run as, like, prophecies come showering over them. Um, Harry follows Ron, Ginny, and Luna, or sees them run past him, and they all start running. Um, Harry turns right and, and sprints in earnest. He could hear the footsteps right behind him, and Hermione's voice urging Neville on. Um, they get through a door, Coloportis gasped Hermione and the door sealed itself with an odd squelching noise. Where the others gasped Harry. He thought that Ron, Looney, and Jenny and Ginny had been ahead of him, ahead of them and um that they would be waiting in the room, but there was nobody there. They must have gone the wrong way, whispered Hermione. Um and then they hear behind the, the door they hear shouting out orders. These hoes ain't loyal. This ain't Voldemort's best friend race. Eaters. <laughs> they didn't true. come here to make friends. They came here to kill children and grab prophecies. Mm-hmm. Um. So we find out who else is there with them. Um. So Bellatrix, Rodolphus, um, some of you may or may not have heard, is Bellatrix's fun fact. It's, wait, I crab is there. You um, you um, cut out. What did you say about oh, Bellatrix? Fun fact. Office. Fun fact. Oh yeah, he's married to a person. His name is. But they have a very open and honest relationship. I mean, Bellatrix just be you know getting procreated with other some, people. According to some things that we don't acknowledge here. So I've heard. I've been told. I don't know if it's true or I've, not. Right, yeah. I mean, you know. It's heard on the streets, just people. Mm-hmm. The, the rumors say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Allegations. 
Right. A, a, a source. I personally don't see how the math adds up, but, you know, maybe it was mm-hmm. Terry Baby's shorter time period. I highly doubt it. Um, So this there's a dude named Jugson. Don't know who he is, but he's a Death Eater, so fuck him. Dolohov, who is the worst and needs to burn forever in the fiery pits of a dragon keep. And then McNair, who tried to kill Buckbeak, um, Avery, Rookwood, who used to work in the Department of Mysteries, and Mulsiver. Um, I think Avery and Mulsiver used to go to Hogwarts, or were like homies with Snape. But I think there are two Averys, though. Um, and I think that one Avery went to school with Voldemort, and then I think his son hung out okay. with uh, Snape and them. I think. Do you think? They're not. They're more than a generation behind because Snape and them should be like what thirty, mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, and Voldemort's like seventy something. So seventy one. We just just we did the math earlier. Yeah. yeah. Although I still don't know if we're starting at the right point, but yeah. Sure. Seventy one ish. Seventy to seventy one. I mean, seventy one to seventy two. Whatever. I don't know. I've been saying so many random ages for. Haggard was sixty something. And the first book. Um, and well, okay, Voldemort no, was like from, a six uh, year with, an in, in his was, second year? He was 63 in Chamber of Secrets. So three years from now, Harry, uh, uh, Hagrid is 66. So that means Voldemort is because Voldemort was 16 when the Chamber so he's three years older, so he's 69, actually. That's what I said the first time. Yeah, but you were doing math wrong, which is why I was confused. Yeah. Because we were working backwards instead of forward. I was right. You were, just not the way you got there. Listen, you sound like my my high school teacher. So all of, actually, all of my math teachers throughout life. But did I get it right? In a way. No. Um, the uh, what do we do? Um, Hermione asked Harry. Well, we don't just stand here and wait for them to find us for a start. Let's get away from this door. Um, so they're in the time room, um, which is the best room in here. Too bad they can't hang around and just look at things. Hermione. Um, so something also what happened Harry, here you know, makes everything from that thing that we don't acknowledge completely move. Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't work. It's not canon. Makes no sense. None at all. And besides, at a rough voice, Alohamara and the door flew open. <laughs> so I don't know why it makes me like it made me laugh. Like, which two death follow them? I'm going to say it's Crab just because. Um, like, <laughs> instead of just using his wand, the door opened. <laughs> like, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha Mara. Like, come on, fam. Like, let's use. I just head, feel please. so like Aloha Mara feels like such a dumb spell. Like, it feels like the spell should only work in muggle households because anyone worth their salt would do something so Aloha Mara would not work. Like, that would be the first security measure. Mm-hmm. Well, Even I mean, before you hired like- Eric. The missing of room, that door doesn't open. Right. Call a port. But I'm saying, like, the charm that has it locked in. 
it's 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 locked by a charm. But I'm saying, in terms of like security, you would just do that on every door. Yes, especially in the Department of Mysteries. You would think. You would think. Because you might just have some like reckless folk, like like um. Arthur Weasley wondered around be like, ooh, I wonder if they have some spare plugs in here. Get himself sucked <laughs> in 1920 or whatever. <laughs> so many things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, so the door flew open. Harry, Hermione, and Neville dive under desks. Um, the Death Eaters start to search for them. And then Harry um, stuns one of the Death Eaters. Uh, the second can one avoids you a person? Sorry. Just a question. Accio Harry Potter. No, I was literally in my <laughs> I was like thinking. I was like, has this ever worked? It would be awesome if it was. And then I started thinking about Naruto again. And Another terrible way to travel. But <laughs> true. Um uh okay, so um a Death Eater sees Hermione. And immediately goes straight for Avada Kedavra, like doesn't even try to stun, doesn't try like nothing, just said Avada. And Harry luckily um, interrupts him so it doesn't work, but I'm just like, wow, damn, just straight for the kill. Okay, cool. You got it. Um, Neville overturned the desk um, and said Expelliarmus, which made both Harry and the Death Eaters wands fly out of their hand. So not quite. But you know he's he's doing his best. He's he's using all of his Gryffindor might to do what he can. And, and then Neville um, stunned the Death Eater. Um, the jet of red light flew right over the Death Eater's shoulder and hit a glass-fronted cabinet on the wall full of various shaped hourglasses. The cabinet fell. Can we just? First, can we just give it up for Neville? then fell down again and shattered. So thanks, Neville. You just destroyed all the time turners. Also, another plot point, and the reason why a certain play does not make any sense. Does it make any sense? Yet again. Not even Dumbledore canon. Which is his own separate thing. Also, it's lit. Time is amazing. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I know, I fucking love time travel. I just, if you were in the Slack, <laughs> join. And if you were in the Marvel channel, which you should also join if you're into Marvel and you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not tired of travel. It's fucking amazing. It's the. Give me a thumbs up when you're done talking. No, it's not. It's not spoilers. Okay. I'm just saying I love time travel. And I'm just saying that in the channel, I express my love of time travel without spoilers. And it's the best. As and you so do just, literally every like, other day. Just the cabinet not just falling, that breaking. Wait, but just the cabinet. I was thinking of the most recent time it happened. Just the cabinet falling, breaking, and then mending itself, and then breaking again, just in like a closed loop. That shit's amazing. Let's just have the rest of the book be about that. <laughs> That's what I vote. All in favor? <laughs> I'm in favor if it's not going to be a, the rest of the book. If that means the rest of the book is not going to be about what it is about, I'm totally in favor. <laughs> I personally do the sentence over and over and over again. I feel, I feel, I felt that passion. I appreciated that passion. I'm shocked that you 
got that hype, but not surprised. It's the best. It's awesome. And I love it. Um, so the Death Eater uh, got his wand. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Can I have a quick tangent? Just a quick oh, one. Uh-huh. So um, LeakyCon 2016? Yeah. LeakyCon 2016. Friend of the pod now. Aliza did this whole talk on time travel and the whole time I was trying to write it down, but it was like really intense and there were these things. And I was like, Bayana needs to be here. And I was like trying to text her and take notes. You, uh... And then last year we were walking down the hall and I was like, Aliza, meet Bayana, Bayana, meet Aliza, time, go. And then I left them and it was great. And it was amazing. It was great. She tried to convince me to watch The Flash. She tried to, she's still like, trying to convince me to watch The Flash. I just saw her in January. But now, she was like, you have doing time travel in a way that I, who needs it? Who needs the flash? Right. right. Oh, awesome. I can now, I can counter with that. She <laughs> got on me in January and I was like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'm not going to get to it. Even though I do need someone to tell me which episode is a musical episode. That'd be nice. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, back to the back to Harry Potter. Back to back to time. Um, Stupefy screamed Hermione, the uh, which finally hit the Death Eater, and he collapsed. He collapsed backward toward the bell jar. Um, instead of hitting solid glass, his head sank through the surface um, as if it was nothing but a soap bubble, and he came to rest, sprawled on his back on the floor, which was um, with his head lying inside the jar full of glittering wind. Um, Hermione gets Harry's wand. Um, and then they get ready to go, but Neville's like, hold up, what's going on? Um, the man's head is shrinking fast, growing balder and balder. The black hair and stubble retracting into his skull, his cheeks smooth, his skull round, um, and covered with a peach-like fuzz. A baby's head now sat, sat grotesquely on top of a thick, muscled neck of the Death Eater as he struggled to get up again. Um, actually, I'm going to assume this was Jugson because we never hear about his name or him ever again, so it's probably... It's probably him. And also, I am going to let you know that this is straight out of Doctor Who, even though this came out before Doctor Who. So flip it when the Slovene Slovene lady from Raxacor Falatorius becomes an egg again. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you also see why I the reasons why I don't like the Department of Mysteries scenes in the movies? Because I thought I was going to get all of this on screen, and then I didn't. Don't ruin this movie for me. When I threw my hands up, I'm just saying. Like before, I was like, "This is annoying," and like I don't like it because it's not like the books. But then this happened, and I was like, "Are you are you kidding me? We don't get the time room." (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It's time," said Hermione in an awestruck voice because she's like me and thinks this shit is amazing. Time. Um, and the Death Eater shook his head again, trying to clear it. But before he could pull himself together, it began to shrink back into babyhood once more. Because this is freaking amazing. Dude, it's terrifying. And how many unspeakables have been messing around, experimenting with that shit, and they just got, like, a little baby arm? <laughs> Their hand is, like, aging slowly. You spill some on your fingernail like just his head the rest of his body is adult 
Does he lose his memories too? Or is he an adult man with a baby head? Or is he a baby with a adult man's body? So many questions. And that's the best part about time. That's the best part. All the questions. (laughs) All the questions? All the questions. It's it's amazing. Um, It's not. I don't know which is worse. Would you, this is like one of those would you rather, would you rather be an adult with a baby head or be a baby with an adult's body? An adult with a baby head or a baby with an adult's body? It's well, very if you're a baby, simple then answer. someone else has to take care of you. So I'm going to go with the baby that. head. No, it's obviously you want to be an adult with a baby head because. Why? Because then you still have to be an because adult. If you're a baby with an adult's body, you don't know how to walk. You just crashing into shit. Like, and the fall when you're a kid yeah. and you're someone small, can just, someone can just call my mother. Easy. Someone can just call my mom. And but if I'm falling, if, like, if homeboy is six feet tall and doesn't know how to walk or crawl yet and is just collapsing because he has no He's use of his motor function, so he deserves it. can't even keep I his. I just neck. have someone call my mom, and then I'd be good. But your mama is dead because you are a 50 year old man who fell into John. Oh, I didn't realize I was taking in his entire identity. Um, oh, no. He's you a death eater, that. so can, he can do whatever he wants. If he's a death I mean, eater, I, whatever the way, he deserves it. <laughs> but you, Bayana, baby, could just call my mom with an adult mom. I mean, adult body. Yeah. How do you think your mom's gonna feel about that? I gotta do this shit all I mean, over again? She would, yeah. I mean, well, she made that decision five years ago. I didn't make she that really, for her. I mean, yeah. So. Your mom is actually doing this right now. She is re raising Diana. I didn't ask her to do that. She did that on her own. I did. I asked her that for my birthday. What are you talking about? Mm. I wanted a cousin named Dominata. That's cool. I didn't have a preference, but I was like, it's lit. And she turns out she's a pretty cool kid. And let's end this tangent here. But when I told her that, I asked for a cousin and I asked her to be named Alminata. She was like, Why didn't you ask for Abdullah? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's great. She's a weirdo, but she's great. So Harry goes straight into not being a Ravenclaw again and decides to scream Ron, Jenny, and Luna's names. Just, you know, see if they're, see if they'll answer or respond back. Um, the Death Eater pulls his head out of the belt jar, um, but he's still a tiny baby, bawling loudly while his thick arms flail dangerously in all directions, narrowly missing Harry, who ducked. Um, Dude, he is a baby with an adult's body. You know, he's like, why do I have these limbs? What do they do? What are and they? He, and then Harry's about to about to um, like curse him again, and Hermione's like, you can't hurt a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not untrue. And you know, and this is why, again, and like something else is going to happen at the end of this chapter that's like, it's in the middle of like some really like wild shit and like it's stressful. So it like, it's still not as, you know, it's not as funny, but like, that's one of the things I love about this universe is like in the middle of some high stress situations, the most ridiculous thing will happen and it'll be regular because like you're, it's magic, right? Like, so Hermione's like, you can't hurt a baby in the middle of them having a fight with some Death Eaters. And Harry's like, damn, he's a, 
he was a death. Okay, fine. Let's just run. And it's it's hilarious. It's it's good. It's a good levity in the middle of this. Really it, it is time. very. Have they when we do our historical reenactments, partnering with masterpiece in our eighty-two part series of Harry Potter. More than eighty-two. It's gonna be way more than eighty-two more parts. Like, this. How many chapter? How many? We're already on a hundred and thirty-three episodes. Yeah. So on our 200 part series, yeah, <laughs> which is, we're probably going to surpass 200. But anyway, I feel like we can yeah. kind of combine some of the shorter chapters. So let's say 200 into it. Yeah. Anyway, just give more context instead. <laughs> when I, we do I that, guess. we will definitely have these moments and it will, and it will be stylized like the doctor who that I fell in love with, not this other shit that they're doing, but for more information on that and for more conversations on that, Listen to Tarbis. Plug it in, plug it in. In space. <laughs> okay. Um, How about, why is it that on, on Wither Team we talk about Doctor Who so much and on our Doctor Who podcast we talk about Harry Potter? <laughs> because we are who we are. Like, I don't, I can't tell you because that's just who it's we true. are as people. <laughs> so they, they start running. They go... Sorry. Oh, so they took it. They take off for a door that stood ajar at the other end of the room, leading back into the black hallway. Um, they had gotten halfway toward it um, when two more Death Eaters ran across, are running across the black room toward them. Veering left, he burst instead into a small, dark, cluttered office and slammed the door behind him. Wow, why are you all in my office? Leave my shit alone. I'm messing my paperwork and stuff. I'm just going to walk in and be like, wow, my entire office is fucked up because Harry Potter's ass was hiding for some Death Eaters. Disrespect. Yeah. So Hermione tries to lock the door, um, but the Death Eaters get there uh, faster and both yell impedimenta. Harry, Hermione, and Neville are knocked backward. Um, We've got him, uh, yelled one of the Death Eaters. In the office off, Silencio cries Hermione, and the man's voice is extinguished because she's the best and has like the quickest. She's got reflexes that you we wouldn't talk about Hermione. We talk about Harry and his like ability to think in a crisis, but Hermione's like, nah, fam. Like, who else would think like I'm gonna use the silencing charm in this duel? Hermione, motherfucking Granger. That's who. right. Then I also want to point out though that Impedimenta, not the best spell they could have used. What they should have done was use Petrificus Totalis, which is what Harry uses. Which is what Harry uses because you can't hurt them. But you freeze them at least, you like freeze them, right? Because you knock them back, but they both are still grasping onto their wands. And as soon as they catch their, they regain momentum. You got got. Mm-hmm. The Death Eaters really should have thought about joining the DA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Brush up on their defense skills. They're doing. Like- so Harry uses Petrificus Totalis, and the second Death Eater, uh, sn- his arms and legs snap together, and he falls forward, face down onto the rug at Harry's feet. Well done, Harry. But the Death Eater Hermione had just struck dumb, made a sudden slashing movement in his wand with his wand, from which uh, flew a streak of what looked like purple flame. It passed right across Hermione's chest. She gave a tiny "oh" as though of surprise, and then crumpled onto the floor, well, where she lay motionless. First of all, fuck Dol Dolohov. You know who that is that you just done? Oh, bitch. Yeah, because it says it literally the next paragraph. 
No, I'm also, saying, I'm saying, does uh, he know who he just touched? Oh yes, yeah, he's the worst. Fuck him. I just I hate him for plenty for many reasons, and I'm not gonna bring up the second the other reason because this chapter has enough feelings. The other thing I was gonna say is that this is, and I everybody knows I'm a Hermione stan, but honestly, like. The moment Hermione gets taken out and she's the first one to get taken out, that's really when you're like, okay, well, all hope is lost. Like, let's pack it up, go home, give him the prophecy. <laughs> like, nothing good is coming after Hermione gets taken out. What is we going to do? Because what happens if you end up in a room where you got to drink a potion to get through the fire? <laughs> <laughs> like... Taking it all the way back. There's no, I'm just saying, like, there's no one to save your life now. Like, you just have to, you're done. Like, it's a wrap. It's not untrue. Yeah. So, Harry. But what is that spell? Sorry. I don't think that we ever know um, or, like, find out. Dollhub uses it again a little bit later, but um, we still don't, like, hear the incantation. And it, I feel like he's the only, like, we only see him use it, so it might be something of his own, like, making okay yeah okay he did that to a child by the way which i don't know all of the statutes in the wizarding world but that's got to be a violation of one i mean actually not so much because they let harry potter stay with the dursleys for 10 years so they don't give a fuck about children's welfare Harold, you're talking about, about dollahov shouldn't be able to use the spell he also like you know Killed the Pruitts. Like, he doesn't give a fuck about laws at this point. He no, I know. I'm just saying. I feel like your wand should be like, like when Hermione was like, you can't hurt a baby. I feel like your wand would be like, bitch, you can't hurt him. You can't throw this at a child. <laughs> <laughs> if I was the wand, I'd be like, ah, no, take it back. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, she is a child. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Like, let's. Let's that is also always the problem of good fighting evil is that Hermione out here being like, you can't stun a baby. And Dolohoff out here just being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> just throwing spells. Uh-huh. Doing whatever he please. Uh-huh. So Harry and Neville, or Harry goes to check on Hermione and Neville, well, both of them try to, you know, they're on the way to check on Hermione and make sure she's okay. Um, but uh, Dollahoff kicks hard at Neville's head as he emerges. His foot breaks Neville's wand and connects with his face. And then Harry recognizes him because his mask is taken off. Um, mask off. Ma yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's saying that at me today and it's been in my head now. You should just be excited that I know that. I, you know, I was about to say and then you said it and I was like, okay, Robin. I see you. Do you? Put some respect on my name. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that it was going to go that far, but. I took it too far. Sorry. sorry, I have to read these now. I was going to, I was going to um, leave it. Ignore them. It, mostly because we like had moved on, but now we were kind of talking about the purple, but it was, it started when you were talking about them not using impediments instead of Patricus of Talus. Um, so. Amani's like, you mean don't use Bombarda Maxima or just make up stuff wildly? Um, and then Delia says, Dolohoff is, is trash, but hear me out. That curse would have been a bomb effect in the movie if, you know, we had spells that weren't flashes of green and red light. 
Oh, and you know in the movies when they are somehow all can like fly or do a weird like ghosty teleport thing and like what the fuck is all that? The all the Death Eaters are black and all the Order people are white because let's just throw in some casual racism as well. And like what? Why? No one can do that. That's just not how magic works in this world and you're just making shit up for some special effects that you could have used for the time room. Well, guess what? They felt they needed that. Because Instead of the time room. They needed action. Which is also why they burned down the burrow. A fucking man got a baby head. That's action. You know how much action that is? That's fucking lit. I feel like you're laboring the under entire the life they week, actually The entire life during the were... Department of Mysteries part, all I'm going to say, my all of my features are going to be like, but the time room, though. <laughs> okay. We're just going to... We're just gonna move. We're gonna move on. So Dahl Huff grins and with his free hand, he points from the prophecy um, in Harry's hand to himself, and then at Hermione. Um, even though he couldn't speak, the meaning is clear. Give me the prophecy, or you get the same as her. Like you won't kill us all. The moment I hand it over, anyway," said Harry. Um, a whine of panic inside his head prevented him from thinking properly. "Don't let her be dead. Don't let her be dead. It's my fault if she's dead. Whatever you it's do, your Harry." Fault said that she's down for the count. Mm-hmm. All this shit is your fault. It's your fault that Neville broke his daddy's wand. It's your mm-hmm. fault that the dude has a baby head. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, he's a death eater. Fuck him, but still traumatic. All of this is your fault. This whole thing. <coughs> and it only gets worse. I think it's sad now. I did it to myself. So, um, whatever you do, said Neville, um, through a clearly broken nose and blood pouring down his mouth and chin, don't give it to him. There was a crash outside the door. Dolohov looked over. The baby-headed Death Eater had appeared in the doorway, his head bawling, his great fist still flailing uncontrollably at everything around him. Harry sees his chance. Petrificus Totalis. Also, none of them use, um, I mean, they can't because they probably don't know how and it probably wouldn't work, but like, they don't use fatal spells. Well, like, they do say petrify you down here for for a bit. They do say in Half Blood Prince when Harry tries to use an unforgivable curse, like you have to mean it. No, it's later in this. It's later in this book. Oh, he does it to Bellatrix too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was just part of the movie, so I went where I knew it was. No, 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 no. It's in the movie. I mean, it's in both. The problem is, or not the problem. The difference is. Um, in the book, Bellatrix is the one who tells him he needs to mean it, whereas in the movies, omnipotent ghost Voldemort tells him. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Though I must say, the part where he's like seeing Voldemort everywhere. No, when is that? No, that's in this movie. In this movie, and when he shows up in Voldemort a suit. Everywhere? Yeah, it's some bullshit. I love that part. No. I'm going to agree to disagree. Agree to be wrong. There's some bright spots for movie sake, not as an adaptation or with anything no, remotely to do with the book. Because why would Voldemort be in a muggle suit? Because it's not Voldemort. He's seeing Voldemort everywhere. He's yeah. like paranoid. It doesn't make sense. And he's having hallucinations. And that's why it's like this little like glitchy thing because it was just a dude. No. Nope. Okay. I just also have to say that. No, I can't really do that. But the chat is hilarious. And if you guys want to know what's being said that has nothing to do with where we're at in this actual book, but it's hilarious, you should become a Patronus. Because 
even though we are going to end up having to get two separate chat rooms so we can separate Amani and Portia. <laughs> going to be difficult. His and hers chat rooms. <laughs> so Dahlhoff um, topples forward across his comrade, both of them rigid as boards and unable to move an inch. Um, Hermione, Hermione, wake up, said Harry. So they're trying to figure out what is going on. Neville um, says that she feels a pulse so that Hermione is alive, even though she's unconscious. And so Harry tells Neville, we're not far from the exit. We're right next to that circular room. If we could just get you across it and find the right door before any more Death Eaters come, I'll bet you can get Hermione up the corridor and into the lift. Then you can find someone, raise the alarm. Where? No one's in the ministry. Not even a single security guard. No one's there. You're gonna have to go back up the visitors' entrance, and and uh, and. I mean, by now, no. Eric has to have answered his page. Well, you know, just run outside and start screaming for help, and get m random muggles to come in. That's what I'm saying. That's the only Do option. Nothing. Um. Could you imagine, like, a freaked out teen who looks like they've been in a fight? or have been like in something running around being like, help, help. And then you come up to them and they're like, are you a wizard? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> let's get you to a hospital. Clearly, Stat. you clearly have a broken nose. You got an unconscious teenage girl next to you. So we're gonna, we can. We yeah, can let's call the police. <laughs> let's, do a, let's do a rape kit just to be, just for precaution. He's obviously had some sort of break. There's a lot happening. Okay, um, so Neville is like, what are you going to do? I've got to find the others, said Harry. Well, I'm going to find them with you, said Neville. Um, but Hermione, we'll take her with us. I'll carry her. You're better at fighting them than I am. Um, and so Harry's like, fine, um, and gives Neville Hermione's wand. Um, and Neville says, my grand's going to kill me. That was my dad's old wand. Um, at this point, I feel like your grand needs to just be happy that you're still alive. She's going to get her priorities. But then she should kill you. Afterwards. Afterwards. But first, just be glad that you're, you didn't get killed by death. This is like the time that that stupid cat stayed at my place, and then I thought I lost him. And then his owner was like, are you sure he's not here? And I was like, well, if he is here, I'm going to kill that nigga. Um, that's what Neville's grand should be thinking. Is he alive? You no, know, well, he, he bet be alive. If he's not alive, if he is alive, I'm gonna kill him. This mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> worry and st stupidity and following Harry Potter anywhere. Really, that really the the, the last part. But you just don't, you, Neville's mom is Neville's grand is problematic, and she's gonna be like, look at him looking like his father, mm -hmm. stepping up. I'm gonna celebrate this heroically and profoundly stupid behavior. Yep. Um, so the baby headed death eater was still screaming and banging into things, just destroying the time room. At least Petrificus totalis him, lock him in the, in the goddamn, uh, office. Stay away from all the time trinkets. Um. Never let Bayana babysit or watch your baby. She's one of the <laughs> Specifically in the time room. <laughs> she. It's Watch out for Bayana on planes. She is going to douse your baby with Benadryl. Wait, just knock him out. 
Yeah, in the timer, he's also a Death Eater. Is your baby a Death Eater? Then it's fine. I mean, baby aren't all babies eaters? a little Death eater all good. No, actually, mm. I, don't, I don't think that they're out here with, with Nazi beliefs. They that think that's taught, not um, nature Innate. versus nurture. Right, like you know, I'm not saying not like they conform to the ideology, but the methods. Don't leave Robin with your kids. I don't know what she's. <laughs> I'm talking about Death Eaters specifically. She's like, aren't all babies Death Eaters? In which case, I mean, they all have a little Death Eater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's Just true. Um, dangerous so for no reason. They creep. They creep by the baby Death Eater. Um. The door of the time room swung shut behind them, and then the walls began to rotate once more. Um, with a sinking heart, Harry saw that Hermione's fiery crosses had faded from the doors. So which way do you wreck? But before they ha- could make a decision, um, another door opened, and three people fell out. Um, it was Ron, Ginny, and Luna. Um, Yay! Harry said Ron, giggling weakly. There you are. Ha ha ha. You look funny, Harry. You're all messed up. Um, Ron's face is very white and had something dark trickling from the corner of his mouth. Um, the next moment, his knees had given way, but he was still clutching the front of Harry's robe so that Harry was pulled into a kind of bow. Um, Jenny slides down the wall, um, holding her ankle. Um, and Luna says that she thinks it's broken. Um, Luna's the only one who hasn't had some kind of... Um, she's not injured, basically. Um, she's four of them, she says... Yeah, four of them chased us into a dark room full of planets, which I'm just gonna pause the, the madness happening in the space room to point out mystery number five is space. I love the Department of Mysteries. I want to stay here forever. Without the Death Eaters. Without the Death Eaters, without Harry Potter, Harry Potter can leave. <laughs> I just want the Department of Mysteries. I don't know how the Harry Potter podcast got so anti Harry Potter, but. I am excited to see what Janae from Harry. I love fifth year Harry. Love fifth year Harry. He can stay. Right, out of this the is confusing. Of Mysteries, though he can stay the fuck out of the Department of Mysteries. You love fifth year Harry. You're the only Not one in the Department of Mysteries. All right. Keep out. I understand that there are conditions to your love. Thank you. Like Amani said, he broke the time room. Fuck Harry. Okay. Um, Harry, we saw Uranus up close, said Ron, giggling feebly. Get it, Harry? We saw Uranus? Ha ha ha. Also, he's made that joke before. So, way to be original. He made it in astronomy class. He's not a Oh, yeah. Sorry. But. One of them would be looking at the planets. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Also. Delia also loves fifth year Harry. So at least there's three of us because so does Imani because we're the same. So ha 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 ha. Except he broke the time room. So fuck him. Um, I don't, I don't, okay. He is a well written and, and, and important and angsty. Well written is different than likable. I never said he was likable. I just said, I like fifth year Harry. You said, and I quote, I love him as a Harry. We've had this said, conversation. Yeah. Well, Ricky, Harry. yes. As a he makes character. All of his decisions based off of his trauma makes sense. Yes. Like him? Fuck out of here. Like him. Have I ever said that I liked him? Did like the last him. chapter I say I didn't want to be his friend? 
I'm, I'm saying as you just misunderstood what I was saying. <laughs> That's you're getting upset. You're misunderstanding what I was saying. I love fifth year Harry as character development, writing. Sometimes he's all caps. It's a, it's entertaining. He makes terrible decisions, and he broke the time room. And I would not want to be his friend. I I am I am the founding member of the Get Hermione Some New Friends campaign, and it's half because of Harry Potter's ass. Like it's him as a person. He's doing the most, but in, as a character development, even this is all great for him says, as a and character. The and the sass, yes, yes. This is the book where he really comes into his own in that way. Yes, Portia, he's the worst. He's the worst, but his characterization is the best. You don't love fifth year Levels. Harry. You Levels. love fifth year Harry's Levels. characterization. Yeah, but Words mean things. Words mean things. Use more of them to fully think, flesh out your point. I think that other people understood what I was saying. I think you're the only person no, who did. It. I don't think it's they okay. did. Fine. I think you said what you thought you meant, and but I what you said. Usually explain why I love him, and it's all character things, and not him being a person that I would like to be friends with or hang out with. Anyway, moving on. Um, so uh, Luna says that one of one of the Death Eaters grabbed Jenny's foot, and she used the Reductor Curse and blew Pluto in his face. So Luna can go too, because she's blowing up the space room. Um, everybody can go. Just get out the department. Go fight in the. But wait, do we know what the space room does? Well, we didn't actually get to go in there, so no. So we know that we just know that they study it, right? It doesn't necessarily do something. They study it because why is do we understand why Ron? All right. That was a that was why Ron is the way he is. That's because he got hit with a curse. That was a Death Eater who did that. Um, the other thing, though, is that if they would have, you know, paid closer attention to Madame Pomfrey, they could at least like they can't heal the bone, but they could do something, wrap up like a tourniquet or cast real quick, just whip one up. Yeah, but they're fourteen and fifteen years old. So. I'm just there's, saying they should have 16 year olds up in there. 14 to 16 years old. If you're they teaching don't... defense against the dark art, you should also be teaching healing. Okay, but Robin. Matter of fact, you should be teaching healing to be a poor competency. I was going to say, like, who, just think about this school that you're trying to. I am. That's why I'm in this. I'm in, that's why I'm like, making you, this face. You're talking about this, and I'm just like, why I'm making this face? even get a competent Claire Magical Creatures professor. So. You're taking care of magical creatures, but you're not taking anatomy and mm -hmm. healing. Nope. No English. They're out here complaining about one-page papers. <laughs> Must be nice. Um, okay, so um, I don't know what they hit, or Harry asked, what about Ron? I don't know what they hit him with, said Luna, but he's gone a bit funny. I could hardly get him to get him along at all. Harry said, Ron, you know who that girl is, Harry? She's Looney. Looney Lovegood. We have to get out of here, said Harry. Luna, can you help Jenny? Um, it's only my ankle. I can do it myself, said Jenny. But the moment she stood, she collapsed sideways and grabbed Luna for support. 
Um, Harry pulls Ron's arm over his shoulder. Um, they had a one in 12 chance of getting the exit right the first time. Um, so he heaves Ron to, toward a door, but right before they open it, three Death Eaters speed into the hall, led by Bellatrix Lestrange. There they are, she streaked. Um, stunning spell shot across the room. Harry smashed his way through the, th through the door ahead. Um, and uh, Coloportis shouted Harry. Um, he heard three bodies slam into the door on the other side. It doesn't matter, said a man's voice. There are other ways in. We've got them. They're here. Um, they were back in the brain room. And uh, Luna and Luna Neville and Harry run around trying to uh, lock all the other doors that are um, in there. Although, like, what's the point if they can just use a Lohamora anyway? Um, but whatever. So Luna is about to lock one of the doors, but doesn't get there in time. Um, and then she... Uh, she's knocked out, basically. I don't know if there's like a spell that hit her or if it was just like the force of the door that knocked her out. So now Luna's out for the count. Get Potter shrieked Bellatrix. Hey, said Ron. Hey, Harry, there are brains in there. Isn't that weird, Harry? Ron, get out of the way. Get down. Honestly, Harry, they're brains. Look, Accio brain. The scene, the scene seemed momentarily frozen. Harry, Ginny, and Neville, and each of the Death Eaters turned in spite of themselves to watch the top of the tank as the brain burst from the green liquid like a leaping fish. For a moment, it seemed suspended in mid-air. Then it soared toward Ron, spinning as it came, and what looked like ribbons of moving images flew, flew from it, unraveling like rolls of film. Um, Harry, look at it. Harry, come and touch it. Bet it's weird. Ron, no. Um, Harry didn't know what would happen if Ron touched the tentacles um, of thought now flying behind the brain, but he was sure it could not be anything good. He darted forward, but Ron had already caught the brain in its outstretched hands. Tentacles began wrapping themselves around Ron's arms like ropes. Harry, look what's happened. No, no, I don't like it. No, stop, stop. Um, but the thin ribbons were spinning around Ron's chest now. Um, Harry tries to cut them off, but can't um, figure out, it, but it doesn't work. Harry, it'll suffocate him, screamed Ginny. Um, and then a jet of red light flew from one of the Death Eater's wands and hit her squarely in the face, and she is unconscious now. Um, Neville's shouting stupefy, but because of his broken nose, it's not coming out right, so he's not doing anything. So Harry and Neville are now the only two left fighting uh, the five Death Eaters, uh, two of whom sent streams of silver light like arrows past them that left the craters in the wall behind them. Um, Harry ran for it as Bellatrix Lestrange sprinted right at him. Holding the prophecy high above his head, he sprinted back up to the room, or sprinted back up the room, sorry. All he could think was of doing was drawing Death Eaters away from the others. It seemed to have worked. They um, are coming after him. Inwardly, Harry prays that Neville would stay with would stay with Ron, find some way of releasing him. Um, he ran a few feet into the new room and felt the, the floor vanish. He was falling down steep stone step after steep stone step, um, and he lands in the sunken pit in the middle of the second pit the whole room is ringing with death eaters laughter um the prophecy is still miraculously unbroken in his left hand his wand clutched tightly in his right um and then all the death eaters now basically he's surrounded um potter your race is run draw lucius malfoy now hand me the prophecy like a good boy let the others go and i'll give it to you said harry desperately um you're not in the position to bargain potter said lucius He's not alone, shouted a voice from above them. He's still got me. And Neville is scrub scrambling down the stone, the stone benches. Neville, Neville is ride or die, and he doesn't even really know why he's here. Mm -mm. 
He literally was walking down the hall and stopped to help Jenny. Mm -hmm. And now he got a broken nose saying Stubify Mm -hmm. and climbing towards a whole herd of Death Eaters Mm -hmm. with Hermione's wand. Mm -hmm. This is the most Gryffindor shit ever. 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 This is actually peak Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. We think Harry and Harry be peak Gryffindor. Nah. Neville, his ass. You can't even speak, my dude. You can't say the spells correctly. So he said Harry still got me. Scooby Fi. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's Longbottom, isn't it? So he immediately gets caught, so that's a thing. Um, it's Longbottom, isn't it? Said Lucy's Malfoy. Well, your grandmother is used to losing family members to our cause. Your death will not come as a great shock. Longbottom, repeated Bellatrix. Why, I have had the pleasure of meeting your parents, boy. I know you have, roared Neville. Some, and then another um, death leader shouted, someone's done him. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. He says, I do you have. Because his sure. nose is broken. I know, I'm just trying to make sure people understand what he's saying. But I just want you to know yes. Yes. that he's coming after them with spells. Mm-hmm. But he, I know you have, turned into, I do you have. Because have. Yeah. he's a Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Look up Gryffindor, Neville Longbottom, right next to it. Don't give it to them. Don't um, give it to them. Um, stop. You're Don't put Neville in the floop. I'm sorry. Just don't put Neville near the flu network. No. Get the wand out of his hand. It's useless. Um, so someone says someone stunned him and Bellatrix is like, no, no, no. Let's see how long Longbottom lasts before he cracks like his parents, unless Potter wants to give us the prophecy. Um, and then Neville says, don't give it to them. <laughs> don't give it don't to Don't give him. it to him. <laughs> Crucio, said Bellatrix. Neville screamed, his legs drawn up to his chest as the Death Eaters holding him, um, was momentarily holding him off the ground. The Death Eater dropped him and he fell to the floor, twitching and screaming in agony. That was just a taster, said Bellatrix. Now, Potter, either give us the prophecy or watch your little friend die the hard way. Um, Harry did not have to think. There was no choice. The prophecy was hot with heat from the clutching from his clutching hand as he held it out. Malfoy jumped forward to take it. Um, and then high above them, two more doors burst open and five more people sprinted into the room. Sirius, Lupin, Moody, Tonks, and Kingsley. Hey, guess what? Chicken butt. You're going on a rescue mission. That's that's the crew you want. I mean, if we really want to talk about, like, if you need, they only brought five of them, but that's because five of them are worth six of Harry's friends. So, you know how Neville's worth two of Malfoy? <laughs> One of them is worth six of Harry's friends. So, in literally, 30 people, triple, <laughs> 30 people showed up. Yeah. They got a 30 times <laughs> more chance or more hope mm-hmm. than they had a minute ago. Exactly. So Malfoy Twent turned and raised his wand, raised his wand, sorry, but Tonks had already sent a stunning spell right at him. Um, Harry dives off the dais out, out of the way. The Death Eaters are completely extract, distracted by the appearance of the members of the Order. Um, Harry goes, or Harry meets up with Neville. Are you okay? He yelled. Yes, said Ron. Or sorry, sorry. Yes, said Neville. And Ron, I think he's all right. He was fighting the brain when I left, so you really don't know. It's fine. Mm. You really don't know. That's all you have to say. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
He was getting suffocated by a brain when I left. Either he won or the brain won. Let's go see. <laughs> um, so, um, there, oh, sorry. So, a Death Eater grabs Harry um, around the neck and pulls him upright. Give it to me. The uh, voice growled in his ear. Give me the prophecy. The man was pressing so tightly in Harry on Harry's windpipe that he could not breathe. Through watering eyes, he saw Sirius dueling with the Death Eater some 10 feet away. Kingsley was fighting two at once. Tonks, still halfway up the tiered seats, was firing spells down at Bellatrix. Nobody seemed to realize that Harry was dying. Um, and then Neville came lunging out of nowhere. I love how he was just talking to Neville and then was like, no one realizes that I'm dying. Like, he forgot about Neville so quick. I mean, I get it, but, like, that's out of pocket. He gets no respect. Neville came out of nowhere. Neville was just right next to you. <laughs> he was literally right nowhere. You were just he having a conversation with him. <laughs> He came from your left. You were having a full conversation. Full blown. Portia. Y'all are benched. We're not. I'm going to. We're all benched. All of us are on the feelings bench. And we are not reading that. Because no one else needs the feels. No one needs this the pain. What the fuck am I doing here? This heart is where we truly live. And it hurts. But Amani says an important thing. He brings something important. Forget <laughs> Harry. Let's talk about Kingsley taking on two Death Eaters at, at once. Let's. Let's. Because Kingsley is a motherfucking beast. He was doing the damn thing. He was. He said two? And okay, probably like got you. Break dancing in between. <laughs> he said, this all you got? <laughs> He's doing like the, the snake, the worm. <laughs> Shooting spells and like doing the running man. Right. This is know, fun. In the 80s. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, sorry, okay, so unable to articulate a spell, he jabbed Hermione's wand hard into the eye hole of the Death Eater's mask. Um, that works. The man, yeah, you know, whatever you can whatever you can do. The man relinqu relinquished Harry at once with a howl of pain, and Harry rolled around and stunned him. Um, turns out it's McNair, so that's cool. Okay. Back. Um, thanks, that Harry was said for to Neville. Buckbeak. That was for Buckbeak. Punk ass, even though Buckbeak's fine. She chillin'. But Eating rats. <laughs> um, thanks, Harry said to Neville. Um, and then Harry's foot made contact with something round and hard, and he slipped. Um, turns out it's Moody's eye. Woo! It's, it's getting, like, real, real fast. But then also, like, that's what happens. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. Its owner was lying on his side, bleeding from his head. Um... And his attacker was bearing down upon him. It's Dolohov again. Fuck Dolohov. He's a very good dueler, but I don't give a fuck. He's the worst. I hate mm -hmm. him, and I want him to go somewhere. That's I think part of the reason get out why of my department of mystery. Very good dueler. No, that's not why. We're not talking about why because too many feelings in this sure. goddamn chapter. Um, Torrent Allegra. He shouted at his wand at Neville again. A random moment. Why of all the spells would you use to rent Allegra? What? So you now, know. So now Neville can't stop dancing. His feet are just like flying everywhere. And it's kind of comical in the middle. Like, and also I think it's important, right? Because like if you think about like this isn't a children's book, but it's still like there are young-ish children reading this book, right? And so you go from Harry stepping on Mad Eye's eye and seeing him with blood pouring out of his head to Neville who can't stop dancing now. And it's like a good Listen, kind of. I give this to Delahav though. 
nope, don't give none to him. Nothing at all. He deserves none of it. Okay. Well, actually, I'm not even sure who. It was Rickwood. I give this to Rickwood. Is that he didn't come flying at a child with an unforgivable curse. He was like, he is a baby. Well, no, this was Dolohov who did it. Okay, then I do give it to him. And he's also the one who um, knocked Hermione out with the other thing. So thinking maybe he had a moment of conscience, like, no. oh shit, nope, I nope. fucked with a child. So let me let me take it easy on this one. Nope, Dolohov's the worst. No redeeming qualities. Okay. So again, and right after using Tourette to Luck, where he uses the same movement with his wand that he used with Hermione. Um, but Harry yelled Protego, um, and he felt something streak across his face like a blunt knife, but it, but, um, but the force of it knocked him sideways, and he fell over Neville's jerking legs. Um, the shield charm had stopped the worst of the spell. Um, Dolohov tries to summon the prophecy, but Sirius hurdles out of nowhere, ramming Dolohov with his shoulder and sending him flying out of the way. Um, and now Sirius and Dolohov are dueling. Um, Dolohov drew, drew his wand back to make the same slashing movement he had used on Harry and Hermione. But Harry yells Petrificus Totalis. And once again, Dolohov's arms and legs snapped together. And he killed, back, killed over backward, um, landing with a crash on his back. Shot, like, How does it feel to get got with the same spell same, two times in five minutes? Spell. And it's a like spell that you learn in, when you're like 11 years old. I haven't seen this one in years. Trying to get trying to get all fancy and shit. Throwback Thursday up in this bitch. <laughs> um, nice one, shouted Sirius. Now I want you to get out of... They both ducked again. A dread of green light narrowly missed Sirius. Across the room, Harry saw Tonks fall from halfway up the stone steps. Um, her limp form toppling from stone seat to stone seat and Bellatrix triumphant running back toward the fray. Um... Can we also, sorry, sorry no, for ahead. this one. This is my one, not one. I I'm, I feel like you guys have ruined this movie for me, so I might as well just get ready for it. Um, he doesn't say nice one, James. Oh, here. oh yep. I was, was going to ignore it. I was going to let it slide, but yes. But his first thing is, cause, because it's, it's, you know, Sirius's legacy is important to me. Mm-hmm. His first th- words to Harry are, Nice one. Now I want you to get out of, and he's about to hear. Exactly. And then he says, like the next thing he says, what you're about to read, but like he says, take the prophecy, grab Neville, and run. Mm-hmm. Get your ass. It's not, we're going to pull Lucy's mouth away together and like we're going to be friends. No, get no. the fuck out. I will talk to you, you are, home. You are grounded, young man. <laughs> Just wait until Uncle Mooney gets to you. <laughs> That's true. I'm not Lucy's mad. I'm just disappointed, <laughs> but I am mad. I'm mad and disappointed. <laughs> Remus is the one who will really, like, dig present. in. Be like, are you kidding me, sir? I have this conversation. Do you know? You. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dad. Hashtag, hashtag dads. dads. Let's talk about this instead. Okay. Hashtag dads. When all of this is over, like, Harry's thinking, oh, God, Sirius is going to come. I'm going to get it. It's going to be... I'm ready. He's stealing himself like like the Dursleys, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to get the the biggest belt, the one that won't hurt that much. I'm not going to cry. And then in walks Uncle Mooney, who is quiet, hands him a cup of tea, 
warm tea, sits down, goes, oh, rubs his temples, and Harry starts bawling like a baby. Yep. Because he yep. knows. Yep. Because because the 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 knowing that you're you've disappointed your parents is worse than it's getting way a worse. It's so much worse. So much you're, worse. For, you're like, okay, yeah, they're gonna, you know, it'll hurt. Right. I get to go cry myself to sleep, and I'm gonna just, it's fine. Instead, if they're just looking at you, or they talk talk to you, like, without, I don't even like, know no, who you are. Right. And not even like yelling. They're just, it's a just like it's a right here, quiet, right here. calm. And yeah, you're just like well, shit, I done fucked up. I told someone this at work. They were talking about getting spankings, and I had to admit that like my dad spanked me one time. It took him three days to do it. I felt like that was rude because it was like a three day period of torture. Apparently, like my mom and him were fighting about it for three days because he didn't want to do it. I got spanked by my aunts and uncles all time, all time. Whenever I went to San Diego. I get a spanking, something. Usually because I didn't want to eat their food and they wouldn't make me chicken nuggets and or carrots because that's what I ate growing up to wonder I'm alive. Um, but whenever my parents gave me that look, I was undone. Yeah. Just. Can't tell you how many times I cried just because my parents, like, I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing now? <laughs> just tears. <laughs> Tears. Tears. Roll now. And like, <laughs> I had this one time when um, my mom actually like went full black mom, and I was kind of like, "Wow, impressed! Didn't know you had it in you." Um, <laughs> which is, you know, she like took all the shit out of my room. I was basically in jail. It was like bed. That's all you got. Computer gone. Phone gone. Books. She took my books, Bayana. Damn. She took. My Damn. books cut oh, me where it hurt. Really, you really must have did like some shit. Cut <laughs> me where it hurt. But before then, when because I got in trouble at school, I had sat down waiting for my parents to come. So you know, it's that kind of trouble. And I'd written down all of my punishments I was giving myself. You know, doing the math, I will be grounded for X amount of days. I am not allowed like internet. Except for in like school situations, I'm not allowed to go like outside, which I think is why my mom knew she knew me. She was like, "That's not a punishment. You don't go outside." What are you talking about? You know what I mean? She knew. She was like, "Take it away. Anything that allows you to be a hermit, like you gotta like." I would wake up on the weekend. I was this this lasted like a week. She was like. Go in the backyard. It was either do chores or go outside. And I just sit there like sad, just like, oh. Mm-hmm. And my dad would like walk by me and just shake his head. And I was like, why are you trying to kill me? Why are you torturing me like this? And that's like literally what dads, hashtag dads would have done. Hashtag dads. That's the best. Yeah. So I'm going to write this fanfic. Like Sirius is like stewing around on like the second floor because he can't do it. No, when no, no. Remember when we we were in the house of his fathers and shit? So he's just like on the second floor, just like, ooh, dude. Like, I, what is he? What was he Didn't thinking? We do this like, earlier? I know, I know. Didn't we do this earlier? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Remus is like sitting there, and then you hear Sirius and, and tell him, Sirius, 
I got you. You said that I no. would handle this. Yeah, but that was about Snape. That was a different. That was thing. about Snape. Yeah, yeah. That's what that I'm saying. They would have this, you know. But this one, they'd have that whole thing, and then mm-hmm. and then Remus would walk on in. Mm-hmm. Harry's just waiting like, too. He's thinking Sirius is gonna come in too because right. Sirius been wild out. He's been screaming. Like, He's like, okay, I can I can handle this. I can, I can do I, it. I I'm not gonna it. cry. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna explain that I did this for him. Mm-hmm. Like I was coming to save you. Mm-hmm. I got this. Like I got my arguments down. Yeah, I'm gonna say like I was be, trying to be brave, like you and my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use guilt. Mm-hmm. I ain't ever loved nobody until I met y'all. <laughs> Ain't nobody loved me till I met y'all. I'm a I'm a cry, but just a little bit, right? But like just enough so they know I'm just like enough, right? So not really, and like you know. But literally, Harry's like by the end of this conversation, we gonna be going for for excuse for some ice cream. I got this. Good. Mm-hmm. I might even get a present. Right. I got it. <laughs> and then Remus man in walk Mooney, and he's like, oh shit, <laughs> I got it. Wasn't prepared. I wasn't, wasn't prepared. Ready. Oh, no. Didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like this. <laughs> this is fun. Delia says she's here for any and all hashtag dad's headcanon and fan fiction, so go ahead and write that. Uh, Deb says, um, I think I'll do a dive later to warm my cold heart. I know. I might do that, too, because now that I think about it, which is actually funny, because after career advice... Um, I definitely like started reading. I just found, I think I, it was mostly James and Lily fanfic, but I've never looked for hashtag dad's fanfic. I, I always thought, cause I, I've always thought it was always like in the Marauders years of them. Well, that's the thing is cause I usually, when I read but, most of the fanfic I write, is, or I write, I read is um, Marauders era fanfic. Yeah. So then I don't think about, cause I like, yeah, I just don't. There is about, a, like, there is a, um, What's it called? Wolfstar? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I, know, I know that's like... Uh... There's, there's a... Um, on Tumblr, there's a, a cartoon where she does hashtag dads, and I'll try to share it. I'll find it and share it. Um, I've seen, but like, it's still ones, but... Harry yeah. as a baby, and then them, so it's still, like, around the Marauders era. It's not, like, mm-hmm. full-grown Harry, but it's good. Yeah. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, let's continue because we were supposed to. This was supposed to be short. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be. I only asked because I wasn't feeling that well. But Harry Potter always makes me feel better, and I should remember. Always, that. I literally was saying like this morning. I was like, "There's this question, um, this questionnaire you have to take when you have depression, and there's like this one question that's like, are you moving sl- so slowly that other people notice?' And I've always been like, I don't get that. Like, I'm not." moving slow like i'm not are you moving so slowly you're talking so fast that like people comment on it Mm -hmm. and that was me this morning like i literally took me like 20 minutes to walk two blocks i was exhausted i was just dragging my heavy sad limbs around and now i feel like i could take on the world harry potter is the best even when it's a feelings chapter it's just like it's just there's something about it yeah it's awesome I have not slept very much in the last week, but I feel great. I feel like I could go not run a lap. That is false. I don't know. I could write something, yeah. watch some television. But I'm going to go. Okay. Can anyway. also someone explain Wolfstar to me? Is it Star because Sirius is like a constellation? Yeah. Why isn't it like Dog Wolf? Wolf Dog. Because interspecies mixing, maybe? Oh, because Remus and Sirius. 
Because Remus' name is Wolfie McWolferson. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I thought they were using, like, his basically animagus, even though it's oh, I get a saying. disease. Lycanthropy yeah. and then mm-hmm. that. But I get it now. Yeah. Took me a minute. I'm back. Okay. Let's move on. Um, Harry, take the prophecy, grab Neville, and run, Sirius yelled, dashing to meet Bellatrix. So we just are shattering our our fantasies and I feel like yo you could have done better you knew better so just also like I just I still feel like no matter what they're family and you're gonna you killed your own cousin I mean I know she's well no Bellatrix very clearly is like she saw Tonks and Sirius she was like is it she was ready she said, hold up. She's ready. Wait a minute. Just like, <laughs> yeah, she's awful. Are you just, I mean, we know she's, she is so far gone, but jeez. Yeah, no. And I this is where I tap out of this chapter. I just realized so. I have to add uh, um, somebody to bench. Like I've been, I have someone bench, but there's one person I've accidentally left off, but it's fine. I can, we'll get there. <clears throat> Um, okay, can you stand, uh, Harry asked Neville, put your arm around my neck. Um, so Harry's trying to get Neville out, but it's hard because he can't, like, Neville can't put weight on his, on his legs because they just keep moving around. Um, and so then Malfoy is back and he's like, prophecy, give me the prophecy, Potter. No, get off me, Neville, catch it. Um, so Neville flings the prophecy across the floor. Neville spins himself around on his back and scoops the ball to his chest. Um, Malfoy points his wand at Neville, but Harry jabs his own wand and over his shoulder and shouts impedimenta. And Malfoy is blasted on t- off his back. Like Lucius is having a bad day. Like you really getting like beat by these fifteen year olds, and that's just a thing that you're gonna have to go home and tell your son about. You're I mean, all this shit about falling behind Hermione Granger, and then you get beat by. Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom. There's so I just saw the best and saddest thing ever. I hate Tumblr. There's so many like at this point, the fact that it took uh, Lucius until book seven to be like, I'm not very good at this. I give up. It's amazing. At this point, I'd have been like, all right, man, all I have to do is get a prophecy from a 15 year old and I couldn't hack it. So I'm going to go find a new career path. Let's cut our ties. I'm no good for you. You're no good for me. Just call it a loss. Mm-hmm. May as well. And um, then maybe we wouldn't have any of book six. Um, so Malfoy smashed into the days on which uh, Sirius and Belichick were now dueling. Malfoy aimed his wand at Harry and Neville again, but before he could draw breath to strike, Lupin had jumped between them. Hashtag dads. Sorry. Just just take me back for a second to a nicer and less sad time. Um, Harry, round the others and go. Um, Harry seized Neville by the shoulder of his robes and lifted him bodily onto the first tier of the stone steps. Neville's legs twitched and jerked and would not support the weight. A spell hit the stone bitch at Harry's heel. It crumbled away and he fell back to the step below, Neville sank onto the bench above, his legs still jerking and thrashing, and thrust the prophecy into his pocket. Come on, so very desperately. Does Harry not know the counter jinx no. for 
because it just seems like you should have. No, he doesn't know. Practice that in the DA. I don't think that's the thing they thought about. They didn't think of Trent mm-hmm. Allegra as a as a viable spell in a duel, which you know they'll learn. Yeah. Now, they, now they know. Um. So he gave another stupendous heave, and Neville's robes tore all along the left seam. A small, the small, um, basically the prophecy dropped from his pocket, and before either of them could catch it, one of Neville's floundering feet kicked it. It flew some. 10 feet to their right and smashed on the step beneath them. As both of them stared at the place where it had been, where it had broken, appalled at what had happened, a pearly white figure with hugely magnified eyes rose into the air unnoticed by any of them. Harry could see its mouth moving, but all the crashes and screams and yells surrounding them, not one word of the prophecy could be, uh, could he hear. The figure stopped speaking and dissolved into nothingness. Harry, I'm sorry, cried Neville. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. It doesn't matter, Harry shouted. Just try and stand. Let's get out. Um, Dumbledore, or he said Dumbledore, sorry. Dumbledore said uh, <laughs> Neville. What? Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Let's go through the Dumbledore. Dumbledores. Let's do this. Um, shout out to Dumbledore. So Harry turned to look where Neville was staring. Directly above them, framed in the doorway from the brain room, stood Albus Dumbledore, his wand aloft, his face white and furious. Harry felt a kind of electric charge surge through every particle particle of his body. They were saved. So this so is you another part of my hashtag. Dad showed up with a crew. He's ungrateful. But real, but honestly, like this is this is a this is another plot, right? So like we were talking about earlier in the chapter, like the the plot device of Harry, like being like, I'm the only one who can stop this terrible thing from happening. And then him being the only one who can stop the terrible thing from happening. And then this disrupting that. Um, This is the last time we get uh, Dumbledore's here. Everything's great. And it actually is kind of not like great, but like we're all saved and it is the case. Um, And then that is the kind of like trope from that's like been carrying throughout this entire series that gets disrupted in the next book. So, um, yeah. Just uh yeah. just just pointed it out. Um <clears throat> Dumbledore had already sped past Neville and Harry, who had no more thoughts of leaving because <laughs> like please go. Leave. And we're like, let's find let's look, let's see Dumbledore, fam. Dad said to go. Both of them. Hashtag dad said turned around, looked at Harry and said, if you don't listen to us. God damn it! You already in trouble. Don't make it worse. You want to be in more trouble? What is what is it the black mama saying? Like, I don't know. They say something when they're basically trying to tell you. Oh my god! Oh my don't god. test me. Um. Uh, okay, so the Death Eaters nearest realized Dumbledore was there and they yelled to the others. One of the Death Eaters ran for it, scrabbling like a monkey up the stone steps opposite. But Dumbledore's spell pulled him easily and effortlessly as though he had been hooked with an invisible line. I'm pretty sure that's Love of Corpus, which is hilarious that like he's using this like basic-ass spell, but he's like, <laughs> I'm Dumbledore, I got you from all the way across this room. We out here. Um, only a couple were still back. Only one couple were still battling. Apparently unaware of the new arrival, Harry saw Sirius duck Bellatrix's jet of red light. He was laughing at her. 
Come on, you can do better than that, he yelled, his voice echoing around the cavernous room. The second jet of light hit him squarely in the, on the chest. The laughter had not quite died from his face, but his eyes widened in shock. Harry released Neville, though he was unaware of doing so. He jumped to the ground, pulled out his wand as Dumbledore turned to the days two. It seemed to take Sirius an age to fall. Um, his body curved in a graceful arc as he sank backward toward the ragged veil hanging from the arch. And Harry saw the look of mingled fear and surprise on his godfather's wasted, once handsome face as he fell through the ancient doorway and disappeared behind the veil. Harry heard Bellatrix Lestrange's triumphant scream, but knew it meant nothing. Sirius had only just fallen through the archway. He would reappear on the other side any second, but Sirius did not reappear. Um, Harry's breath was coming in searing gasps. Sirius must be just behind the curtain. He, Harry, would pull him back out again. But as he sprinted toward the dais, Lupin grabbed Harry around the chest. There's nothing you can do, Harry. Get him. Save him. He's only just gone through. It's too late, Harry. We can still reach him. Harry struggled hard and viciously, but Lupin would not let go. There's nothing you can do, Harry. Nothing. He's gone. Huh. Robin left. So, yeah. Or maybe she froze and then disappeared, but she left at the right moment. So, there's that. All right, so am I giving my MVP? Well, yeah, I was just going to ask, who is your MVP? Serious Black. I'm so glad I missed the end. I was going to say, like, I thought you had left on purpose, and then I looked in the Slack and was like, oh. <laughs> I think yeah, my for once, technology was looking out for you, but then it also yeah. wanted to let you know that we we're that y'all are still on bad terms, and then deleted your recording. Yeah. That was what happened. It was like, I'm going to help you out, but I still don't fuck with you, so... <laughs> so, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Serious Black, because all, there's so many things. So many things. But the one of the main ones, for me, is that nice one. Now get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Harry, I said get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Boy, if, I, if you don't get gone. Right. But Which there's is no just, nice one, James. Yeah. Like, no. No. Um, I will say, and, sorry. One thing I was going to say, um, but then you cut out, was that just, I'll just say a good thing about Order of the Phoenix is Daniel Radcliffe acted his ass off in this scene. So shout he sure out to did. him for that. Because I definitely, like, you know, you, you're, like, sad anyway, but, like, seeing his face, I was like, oh, okay. Looks like I'm gonna have to share a shed a thug tear or two. <laughs> a thug tear? Or that's two. all you gave my man's? I don't generally cry when I'm sad, so I don't know that emotion. Um I, don't, I, cry, I, don't have the other, I cry when I'm like stressed or frustrated or stressed out. <laughs> but when I'm sad, I just sit there. <laughs> sad, just doing it my feelings. <laughs> um Yeah, I just benched. Harry. Wait, not yet, not yet, not yet, not oh. yet. We have to get everyone oh. else's MVPs. <laughs> oh, I've just been reading them on my phone yeah, while I was They're not, off. Nothing's recorded. Um, so I initially was going to make Neville my MVP, but since after our conversation, I'm going to um, echo a few other people in the chat and say hashtag dads, both in our alternate universe that we came up with and in the actual universe that happened because they're, you know, Obviously, they came to, like, stop the Death Eaters, but their main thing is, like, Harry, get out of here. 
like we'll talk later but you need to get to safety and that's like their main priority and they're the best i just feel like we deserve we deserve no i can't say that i'm mad and disappointed i'm just i'm both and we both and we deserved it and we didn't get it and the problem and i'm upset about it would it have been so hard you're so busy you're so busy that beloved characters just have to go. Beloved. Disrespectful. Um, so Amani makes hashtag dads his MVP, as does Delia. Um, Portia makes serious her MVP, and Deborah also makes serious her MVP. Um, oh. No, that changed. He changed it to Snape. Do we have to? I suppose, like we, reading it, it makes sense. Okay, I'll. Yeah. I'll. Mm, mm, You'll allow it. I'll give it to you. It's just hard to say. Um, she changes to Snape because he did something, so all those children didn't die. Which is true, because he is yeah. the reason that they're there. Um, and also, just by the way, the timing is so off that um by the time Snape got a hold of them they had already well I guess no I I guess Snape probably called Sirius and was like oh you're fine and then um and then found out that the children were missing and was like oh god damn it maybe that's why there's a lag yeah but also like he should have found out the children were missing they should have still been on the thestrals and they should have walked up got off their thestrals and saw Sirius, saw hashtag dads, Kingsley, Moody, and Tonks tapping their feet and like, what the fuck you think you about to do? That End is the Mr. Security that we were all waiting for. End of chapter. <laughs> um, like when you're, those, those shows when they, the kids are sneaking out of the house or sneaking back in and the, and the parents are just like waiting, looking at them like, oh, where do you think you going? Mm-hmm. Um, who did you bench? <sighs> Two people. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. because why? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Mm-hmm. And then J.K. Rowling, because why can't we have nice things? We earned it. We deserve hashtag dads. We do deserve hashtag dads. So much so. I, it's all right. Yeah, I benched everyone. Um, but really I benched Bellatrix and Dolohov because fuck them. They're the worst and we deserve hashtag dads. Yes. That's why. Both. Um, uh, sorry. Amani benched everyone else as well. Um, Delia benched her feelings. Wait, you're going to allow, <laughs> you're going to allow him to bench everyone else? I was going to ask if there was someone who stood out, I just forgot to, cause there was stuff cut out and you know, technology yeah. distracted me. The robots, um, Amani, I need a specific one or two. It's fine. I agree with you, but it's not quantifiable. Um, Delia benched her feelings, um, but then also Bellatrix forever. There's so many things happening in this chat. Uh, Deborah benched Harry. And Portia benched Bellatrix for being a psychopath and Voldemort for acting like a prophecy would really do something after all this time. Truth. Yep. 
true facts. Um, there are lots of, or not lots, but there are hashtag bad pictures being shared in here and it's making me very happy. You're welcome. Shout out to you, Robin. Amani benches Dalahov. As he should. Dalahov is the worst. So thank you for listening. And next week we will be discussing chapter 36 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The only one he ever feared. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Join the conversation at we Black and Nerds hashtag wizard team. Um, and then join us for our live tweet of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix on April 7th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Use the hashtags wizard team and HPOOTP. Um, after the movie, we'll do our last episode on Order of the Phoenix where we will recap both the book and the movie and learn and find out who is the MVP and benched for the entire book. So that means you only have um, a few more weeks to get in your votes because votes will voting will close on April 7th. Like once we start the movie, then I'm not taking any more votes for the book. Um, so get them in by April 7th. That is your deadline for Order of the Phoenix. I will get them all in and then Robin and I will record and tally it all up. Well, the Google sheet will tally it up and then- And Sirius will win the book. Um, and on April 18th, we start Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So we're coming to a close on the best book of the entire series, but it's great because Half-Blood Prince is good too. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. I'm so happy that we're almost done with this fucking book. I'm also really happy that I didn't have to read or have that ending because in my head right now, Sirius is still alive and kicking, yelling at Harry. Hanging out with, he's yelling at Harry. Well, he's not yelling at Harry. He's yelling in the room adjacent to Harry. And Remus is like, I got this, fam. Yeah. I'm on it. Harry is so fucking grounded. Mm-hmm. So very much so. It's great. Let's live here for the rest of the time. Oh my God. I forgot about okay. this one. Um, um, sorry. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> We will talk to you on the internet as well as next week. Yeah. Bye.